What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Morning Beer Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Rivera. Today is Wednesday, the 30th, I think. Anyway, tomorrow my, tomorrow's the 30, 31st, you know what I'm saying? So the year is coming to an end, guys. We are chugga-chugga-choo-chewing through this motherfucker. I done told y'all we were, but everybody want to cry. Man, I got another spe- I got a special guest back back on the podcast. This is my buddy, Chucky Dertals. Uh, it took time out of his busy day to, you know what I'm saying, holler at me on Zoom. Uh, last week I didn't do a podcast because the holidays and everything kind of slowed me down. But um, and plus I just I just I will you know what I'm saying you, you're in holiday mode you know you know how it is you're in holiday mode you gotta like you're fucking just overwhelmed. So that's pretty much what it was like. So hopefully guys, uh, Chucky Dertals episode will be good for this week. Also gonna be recording another Zoom podcast pretty soon. Um, I'm trying to get Chucky Dertals as a regular like you know at least once a week or something like that you can hear from him. Um, See what he's up to. Also, um, I'm trying to get more Zoom podcasts out there for you guys as well. So there won't be a lot of these lonely podcasts. Lonely podcasts. But nah, seriously, guys. Um, this is the intro of this one. This episode. Um, I don't know what episode it is, man. Like That's the crazy part. It's like 46 or 47. Either way, we'll find out when I edit it. You'll look up at the at the title and say, oh, he's only episode 45, 46 or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, why don't why don't he fucking know his episodes? Well, it's because there's so many of them, man. Anyway, let's get it fucking started off, man. Play this intro, which the intro that Chucky Dertals made. Of course, I put the background music and stuff. But Chucky Dertals made this all this electronical cool stuff so you can hear from him again. And hopefully we can hear from him more in the future as well. So let's get it fucking started in here. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started in here. And, uh, eat your black eyed peas tomorrow too, man. Come on. Like for real. We need we need all the luck we can get. We need all the luck we can get for twenty twenty one. Wake your ass up. It's the Morning Beer Podcast. Grab you a beer, some chips, and a cigarette, and let's enjoy this motherfucking day. Hell yeah. I'm done. I'm getting batshit insane. That would be a good country song, man. Like, that would be a great one. Like, Harking back to the classics. Yeah. I want to make my own country song. It's a classic one. But like, waiting around and shooting people. And talking about how great Trump is. And he forgot about us when he came out of office. You know, stuff like that. Then watch, uh, they're all expecting Trump to like move into the neighborhood. And Trump's like, no, no, no. I'm going to move to a European nation and live with the globalists. Yeah, like I'm, I'm about to have a lot of money. A lot more money. And I don't really care for y'all no more. Y'all, we didn't win. Y'all, y'all, y'all the reason why we lost. Or he's gonna go to jail. Yeah. Hard to say. <laughs> they like the last few presidents. Haven't they been wanting the last few presidents to go to jail? Ain't what? Crazy? Like in the in the year two thousand in the two thousands, every president when they left, everybody wanted them to go to jail. You know, I, I don't think I don't think that's new. I think that's probably. I think a lot of people wanted all the presidents to get dead afterwards. I think it's just how America's always operated. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched this video. Are you recording? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. This is a good one. I watched this video of this uh, Japanese dude who came to visit uh, America in something like, uh, 
1910 or something pretty early on there, you know, maybe, maybe like 1890 or something. And that fool said he went up to people in like San Francisco and was asking them about like George Washington. And he was like, Hey, so, you know, uh, how do you feel about like, you know, the first president of the United States, George Washington, I hear his daughter did this and that. And this person like knew everything about George Washington. And he was like, I was amazed by how much they didn't give a fuck about George Washington. He didn't say those words, but he was just like, Americans have no regard for their former president in the way that like in Japan, they see it as like, a de- they saw their leaders as like deities and people to be like uh, heralded afterwards as like these people who were, who were held up to a higher standard and were amazing. But Americans yeah. were just like, eh, just somebody who was president, man, just another guy. And I'm like, that's America to me. America yeah. is someone who doesn't hold these people up as anything special. They were the person for the job at the time. And you know what? They came, they saw, they either did something good or they did something bad. And we move on. We yeah. gave them a shot and we just, we just move along with our lives. We're not, we, we're not concerned with people being held higher than us. And in fact, we get mad. Like this is why I want to deport the, uh, the, the Prince Harry. His wife can stay, but he's got to go. <laughs> He's got to go. He does not deserve to live here. So yeah. get back to England, Prince Harry. They um they have like um like us as Americans like we we kind of don't unless they're doing something that entertains us at the time. You know, even now to this day, like if Trump still stays doing crazy things, he does. People are still going to follow Trump no matter what, yeah. and like they're yeah. going they're going to keep on saying he was a great president. He blah blah, blah. all because he, he just keeps everybody on their seats watching. You know, like, well, don't don't forget, most people did that with Obama. Yeah, that's true. People still idolize him to to the to the end. They're just like he was the greatest. Oh my God, we'll never have another Obama. And it's like, look, I voted for him twice. I like the dude. I respect some of the things he did. Uh, he also is most likely a war criminal. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of that's part of the game at this point. That's just yeah. part of the game. I about to say, he just had that smile, you know, and everybody was like, you know what, that's a good dude, man. Like, no matter what he's done, and oh. that, like... No, there, there's a lot to applaud him for. I'm not trying to, I'm not even trying to, like, yeah. to, to play him down or anything, but he's not a god. He's not a yeah. savior. He wasn't perfect. <laughs> uh, and and he, I'll be damned if I, I, I would not vote for his wife. I would not vote for his kids on virtue of them being related to him. That... That is literally one of the reasons I did not want to vote for Hillary Clinton. I was like, I just, I don't, you, you, we're programming something here. When we do this, we're programming the future. And I don't want to program the future to have yeah. more Clintons in office. I don't want no more Clintons. I don't want no more Bushes, no more Trumps. Yeah, no I don't like family dynasties. I really yeah. don't like political family dynasties. Exactly. I, I, don't want, I don't want any more uh, Kennedys. Yeah. You know, I like diversity of thought. And that includes diversity of families. That that's mm-hmm. the real diversity, right? Is is the lineage diversity? Um, yeah. Like, where did you come from? What is your background? What do you know? Not not some arbitrary like something you had no choice over. Now, look. That being said, I'm not against a good Kennedy or a good Bush or a good um, Clinton from being um, uh, public swayers, right? Like, yeah. You guys have an opportunity to do something beyond politics. Go do it. Yeah. Like, why are y'all up there just doing the same thing your dad did or your your brother yeah. did or something like that? That's fucking everything up. And you know, you just keep the legacy going. They're they're just trying to get advanced unemployment checks. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's all that's all these politicians are looking for is to get a paycheck from the people and basically advanced unemployment. Yeah. Like, they spent six months trying to get a six hundred dollars in a, in a, in the mail. That is crazy. That 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 to me is just shows how much they have how much they love us. How much these these uh these 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 leaders of our nation love us. Six hundred dollars. I still haven't even received the twelve hundred. I still haven't received last year's taxes. So like I have a lot of shit coming back to me. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna sit around and wait on it, but you know, I'm still out there working, still doing my thing. Oh yeah. But no. like um but they shouldn't be getting paid if we aren't. Exactly. Like if if, if we're not getting if, if if we're not getting taken care of, that's their job to take care of the people. If we're not getting taken care of, yo, honestly, yeah. to me, it's not even taking care of us. Yeah. It's giving us giving us what will best serve the future. In you the know country. what I mean? In the country. Yeah, nice like, taking care of us in a way. Giving giving us capital to to survive. Yeah. Like you know taking. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to argue with you on the semantics of it. I just. Yeah. I was just get, getting tied up in the word care. I don't want them to take care of me. Yeah, I want exactly. them to do the fucking job. I, I want them to, to do the damn job, and <laughs> and that job when when they're telling us you can't go and do these things is to redistribute the tax income properly to the people who need it the most. Yep. That yeah, that's exactly. all I would say is is that you are about redistributing the funds that go into the tax system. That's your job. You find like out, you, hey. Huh? I, I like you because you're saying uh, what I want to say, but I just don't know how to say it in a way. I sit around and, I, I sit around and think about this shit way too long. Probably. <laughs> and, and I think about words. I think about words a lot. Because my whole so, thing is like, not really take care of me, I guess, but like yeah. make sure. I, I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. I just wanted to be specific about it. Yeah. And make sure would, everything else is good too. Like the American people are protected from all the craziness. Yeah, and, and here's the other thing, is to make sure that the people who are at the outskirts of this are not affected so much that they're going to start killing, robbing, and stealing. Yeah. Um, stealing and robbing are the same things. But, uh, you know, uh, you know how you do that is you pay them to not do it. Yeah. Like, hey, here's an idea. Instead of putting people behind bars and if, if they've stolen something, you know, uh, and then taxpayers have to pay, you know, probably something upwards of $60,000 a year, putting someone in a federal max prison, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you gave them $60,000, just see, just to see. Now, some people are thieves, okay? I'm not, I'm not defending them. <laughs> but, but some people just need a little help and a little guidance. And so if we gave them money, they wouldn't do the things they're doing. It's like with ISIS, right? Like yeah. these terrorists, a lot of the terrorists only end up there because they have no options for helping their family. Crop yeah. failure after crop failure, um, just no opportunities in the region they're at, uh, constant bombing from us. Uh, so they end up swaying over to the other side. Now that doesn't dismiss all the other problems with groups like ISIS. We should still be fighting on a, an intellectual and ideological front, but you can also just pay them not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just feel like uh I feel like our our leaders should be like are like like you know what I'm saying taking care of us instead of like or not really taking what, what I mean is you know what I'm saying like watching over things instead of like stirring a pot of shit and just like you know I think that's part of the problems we call them our leaders they are not our leaders yeah 
I got, no, I got no leader, bro. I got no lead. No one leads me. But watch, some, some, yeah. some citizens will go around saying, my president, oh my God, I'm so glad I have a good president now. Not yeah. my president. I'm like, I don't have a president of me. There's a president of the money we put over there yeah. presiding over that money and over that network of information. And yeah. he better be doing his damnedest to do it properly, like you're saying. Exactly. He should, all, the, all of our money should be taken care of properly. And like, that's what mm-hmm. America is built on is money. I don't give a fuck and, what anybody fucking says. It wasn't built on hard work and, you know, licking your balls and religion. Fuck that shit. It was literally built on money. Like the rich got what they wanted. The rich fucking did what they wanted to do. And all of us poor people are working our asses off to keep the money coming in and going. You know? It's part, I think it's part of the story. I think there's a bigger part too. Yeah. Because there is something about innovation uh-huh. and, and the, the necessity that having a certain amount of people who can sit around and think and aggregate ways of better distributing um, resources. Yeah. But you don't want them toiling away in the fields, like all the time. Also, some people who are toiling away at the fields could be doing better over there. Yeah. So I, I actually, I haven't solved any of this, but there's something to be said that everyone should have a certain amount of hard work they should do. I don't mind hard work, but it's actually kind of hard to get into hard work too, because yeah. it's not, it's not, there's, there's like misconception that so many people have that like unskilled labor, they call it. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that is not unskilled labor. These people are fucking stupid when they call it unskilled labor. You have to know, you have to know what you're doing. And when you go and interview for these things, if you ever do like people who say, Oh, no one wants to do this work or whatever go look at what the work requires. It's not that easy. Like I can't yeah. just go pick up and join some, some crew of, of, of people. Uh, there are requirements to do that job. They're not going to just let me go and join some uh, chain gang of, uh, of uh, migrant workers. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not going to hire me. There, there are people who would say, Oh, white people won't do that job. And it's like, it's not that simple. And it's also not just white people who are getting <laughs> displaced by this. It's Americans in yeah. general who get displaced by migrant workers and no offense to them i i love immigrants of all sorts and illegals as well i yeah if we could figure out a way to have open borders i'm down for it yeah same but but i also don't think that we should have just purely open borders because then you're just you're just letting people from a foreign country escape their whatever they did over there you gotta you gotta talk to the government and see if this person's done something horrible <laughs> so yeah, because you never know who you're actually letting in this country in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. But, like, and I understood the whole, like, wall thing, build a wall, build this, build that. But then I was like, I don't know, man, because then you're like, then what it created was is, like, people were mad That's because, divisive. Yeah, people were so, like, some people were like, you know, I'm for it. But, you know, saying so maybe we should let in people that need help. You know, then there was other people that were like. Hey, Which we do, Everybody that looks like a migrant uh, immigrant now is a bad person. Oh yeah, that's oh, what people I went through like a so, lot. Oh no, I agree with you. And I think the wall, the wall is a silly idea. Though all obviously, obviously there are some points where a, apparently a wall has helped. Like yeah. they have put up structures in certain places that has slowed down the uh, the trafficking from the coyotes. Yeah, and look, those coyotes kill people, man. They put people in trucks and leave them to die. Yeah, in the back of trucks, and it, and and I'm sorry. I would rather put the kid that was about to die in a truck in a cage somewhere 
than let him die in the truck. If, if, if that's the option. <laughs> you know, <Apparently> it is. <laughs> I would rather he's not, in a, I would rather kids not be in a cage, but yeah. I would rather be in, I personally, if I'm just putting myself in the situation, I'd rather be in a, in a cage with air than in a truck, like afraid to leave the truck and dying or unable to get out of the truck. Like, I don't know if you heard, like it was like two years yeah. ago, I think in San Antonio, they found like a semi truck, which have a bunch of dead bodies in it. And I bet you anything that happens way more than people know. Oh yeah. They're, like think of everything that happens and it happens like 10 more times. I think the, mm -hmm. the yeah. media only highlights it when it's relevant when yeah. it happens like yep. like everything that happens right now they only they're, they're busy feeding us garbage and shit so they're like they're like okay we're gonna throw something real in here like every once in a while like like right now what's going on like everybody's scared of the virus well guess what now it's getting highlighted people are dying from the virus mm -hmm. but you know what I'm saying in like five years when not none of no when everybody ain't scared no more someone might die from it but no one's gonna say a word you know what i'm saying they're not gonna we're not gonna hear about it like yeah and I feel like stuff like that gets highlighted. Only and, and it's relevant. Yeah. And you know what? I, I, I would very much uh, be down for us switching from breaking into people's houses looking for drugs to breaking into people's cars looking for uh, illegal uh, crossing and, yeah. and then using that money to help these people rather than yeah. to, to punish the people trying to escape their bad situation. Because obviously if you're trying to escape a bad situation, you're probably the perfect person to be here in America. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's what we are. We we are a group of people who should be dynamically trying to improve the world. Because everybody I met, like that's from like Mexico, have all mm -hmm. been good people. Like yeah, there's a few well, bad people out there. Like I had to slap a guy from Honduras one time. But like there was there was every like older Mexican person I talked to like I was talking to a guy on um, Christmas night. And he was talking to me, and the way he was talking was he was so respectful. Even though he was way older than me, he was still respectful, and he was still, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was just a man, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he works really hard and stuff. You can tell by his hands, he always worked. And he was always, he has his own business and everything, you know? Like, oh, dude, uh, I've never understood people who don't see Mexico as basically like the American dream in a lot of ways, except it's yeah. also the American nightmare. It's like, it's a libertarian wet dream over there isn't it like there's so many like relaxed laws over there like from my understanding there's not a whole lot of regulation you yeah. can do a whole lot of shit that you can't get away with here over there like well, it sounds like a lot of these conservatives in yeah. america should move to mexico but you know what's also crazy they have like um they have like um like that's one reason why a lot of them come over here because mm -hmm. it's so relaxed, because you know what I'm saying? Like, it's too damn relaxed sometimes, I guess. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. You can, like, bad, bad people get away with a lot of stuff over there because yeah. it's so relaxed, which could happen here. Yeah, no, I think for the most I, I've always seen uh, Mexican culture as like an extension yeah. and a confluence of, of American culture, but also grew up in Texas. So it just made sense. Like, I've never seen Mexican culture as anything but just like a different language. Yeah. That's like, that's it. That's like the only barrier in my eyes. It's like everything else is the same. We love silly hats. We love uh, spicy food. We love, uh, you know, tacos. Which, yeah, a lot of this came from down there. So like they've been sharing it forever. But you know, Tex-Mex is 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 a Texas original. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it wasn't like a Mexican who made it, but it's a Texan. I'm gonna make yeah. a claim that that's a Texan who made that. So. 
I think we can all lay claim to it. So, yeah, I feel like that's true too. That's why, I like, these days I don't get so much mad about like a lot of the, like the, I see a lot of like culture vultures out there that like mm-hmm. walk up to me and be like Ariba, Ariba, you know, and like, and I'm like, what the fuck, bro? But then you see like, um, how do I put it? You just see, damn, he disappeared. But now you see like, oh shit, he he reappeared with a box. Is that a Boda box? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who got those at my job? <laughs> but no. <nah, laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't see them as bad now. You know what I mean? Like, since we're vulture vultures are the best. Yeah. They even when they even when they're clumsy, they just they really want to be a part of that culture too. Yeah, and it, it's yeah. crazy to me, like, because like the cult, like a lot of them I meet down here, they're from Texas and they've they've grew up around Mexican and stuff like that, and they like try to walk up and say something to you in Spanish or or oh. or chick that sucks Mexican dick and shit. So I'm like, oh well, you know. I guess I'll let her suck my dick if she, she's trying to speak her broken Spanish to me. Even though I don't understand Spanish. I was gonna say that 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 does kind of grate against me when people think that somebody else, because they look a certain way, should know yeah. a certain language. I'm I'm always like, oh my god, like I just assume everybody knows English until they yeah. don't, and then I'll treat them accordingly. Like, uh, and I guess I'm pretty bad about it too, because I'll see a, a, an Asian person and I go, Wong Ching Chong. <laughs> yeah. See. Yeah. And I'm pretty you, bad about. It. Yep. So you're a cult. Like, you're a culture vulture. Yeah. Everyone's, a, there's, there's not a huge, that is literally what humans do is accumulate different cultures. That yeah. is what we are. Like, it's so silly to me to, to get upset that people want to have other cultures uh, aspects. Like, also, I get mad when people think, uh, oh, my culture is only for my people. I'm like, your people are so diverse that you don't even know who your people are. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how big is Mexico? <laughs> it's huge but, but there are people who claim that there's an authentic way to make a taco are you fucking serious man like your grandma your grandma did not like get votes from the mexican people on her tacos being the official taco bro like great i'm glad that you feel that way but i don't know i guess i guess coming from like a, a midwest to texas route there's nothing that's authentic to me like this cult of authenticity makes no sense because i'm like I grew up with fried chicken and uh, and, and peach pies, and and everyone they all talk Southern in Southern Indiana, but yeah. then like the place where I grew up, they didn't speak Southern, so it's just like Southern Indiana is South, right? And then people are like, no, it's the, it's the Midwest. I'm like, oh, well, they talk like they're from the South. I don't really? talk like that. Then I moved to Texas, and I'm like, oh, they talk even more different here, and it's even more Southern, but in a completely different way. Oh, none of this is meaning. None of this is meaningful. This is all just different people doing different stuff and people trying to yeah. lay claim. They're trying to lay claim to something that they don't own. They never owned it. <laughs> you can't own these things. They're actually transmissible. Mm-hmm. Like when you when you speak and do these things, you're actually promoting me taking it. Mm-hmm. If you don't want me to do it, then you better not do it around me. Mm-hmm. And you better not do it on the internet because then it's everybody's. Yeah. But I, I'm also someone, as you probably know, I don't really like copyright laws. So <laughs> I really don't like on stuff that I make, like, you know, like I make the that intro for you, right? Yeah. I don't want to have any ownership of that. What the fuck point would that be? I made it of you. But there are people out there who would definitely be like, uh, I own that. And like, if you use it you need, or anything from it, if you use something from it, then you need to like, let me know or pay me or something. Yeah, and I'd be like, dude, take anything from it. In fact, if you need some aspect of it, I'll export it for you. <laughs> like, like, 
that's how like when we're looking like the background song and stuff like that how i look for it in the background is like i always look for the non-copyright ones but mm-hmm. i want to i want to try to copyright that so <laughs> you know somehow i want to get a hold of the guy that made it and get it copyrighted like, oh like that'd be cool owning things like that is silly yeah you're right i mean so what else you got planned for 2021 I feel like we got two hours and we're talking about way too serious topics. This has not been this, mm-hmm. this has been our most serious conversation. The other ones I might just cut out just because they they fucked up. But like I'm def I'm definitely ready for a, a better year, and I think 2020 was supposed to be a better year. It and was. It started well. It started really good until like the end of January for me at mm-hmm. least. Yeah. Just, just like it was. March. Just like, yeah. I made it to March before it was like, oh, fuck, things are going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like it, it was because I, I remember I got fired, you know, in January. Mm-hmm. That's right. I lost my lost my cool. Probably the best thing to happen to you, though, right? Yeah, pretty much. You're out of that job. You got a, you got a job where you, you, you're exploring beer. <laughs> Dude. You, got a, you got a co-worker who also likes the podcast yeah that is true but like we we have like like th- th- these holidays have been crazy man like it's just people are crazy out there what they do like just act the way they act you know like the way people act like they act like they're entitled but like on Christmas Eve it was crazy like like some lady just tried to walk around the counter and shit you know what are like, you doing? Uh, She's like, oh, I'm gonna grab that. That's cool. It's like she got kind of about, like behind me, and I was like, "Ma'am, get the fuck out from behind me," you know, like, like people went crazy, like you know, like, but they weren't. It wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. Like, like it really kind of. Hopefully, you know, you you think that the pandemic would sort of uh, tamp people's uh, egos down, but not for everybody. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Dude, the pandemic has made everybody crazier. Yeah. Like, like out here in the world, like out here, like in you know Texas, people are going crazy. Like just just when I was in my hometown, and I was like, I have this fear because like we were walking in the store, and they weren't even making you wear a mask. And I was like, I, and I had a weird thought, and I was like, damn, I'm not wearing a mask. Like I walked into the store for the first time in months without wearing a mask because I forgot my mask, and no one said a word to me. Because usually like, I, I go down here to the family dollar. I walk in. And they're like, where's your mask? I'm like, oh, shit, my bad. Put it on real fast. But like um, some of those people, they don't. And they don't say a word in my hometown. They're just like, hey, Dan. Hey, what's going on, man? I was talking to my Rambo Billy Ball voice all day Friday. Nice. Did you, did you record any or did you do some uh, no. location scouting? I wanted to go do it this weekend because my mom has a Christmas gift and everything for me. And also they said I can use their backyard. Nice. And so I was going to use their backyard and my ride didn't answer me back last night, which I don't really care because I don't want to go back down there. But I was kind of like, my sister was kind of fucking, I think she was kind of mad a little bit because I didn't go see her and her her son, which I wanted to see her son. And just, I got got into town too late, you know? Yep. Because your uncle can shut up a little late. Yeah, he was doing his thing. He got lost yeah. in Colleen. Dude, so this this man gets lost in Colleen. 
he's driving around Colleen and I'm trying to call him. He finally answers the phone. He, I'm like, where are you at, man? He's like, oh, I'm in Colleen. I'm passing this street right now. I said, I didn't tell you to go down that street. He's like, because I told him, I said, go, go straight down Clear Creek. Well, he thought I went, go straight after Clear Creek. So he's like off in the middle of Colleen somewhere. And he and I'm like, dude, use your GPS. Well, I don't know how to use it. So I had to coach him how to use a GPS and coach him all the way to get to my house. He finally gets to my house, and then he's like, well, put the GPS in. So I did, and I was, he's like, oh, that's all you do? Yeah, but he had no idea. This caveman had no idea how to use the phone. Only thing he knows how to do is do YouTube and Facebook. What in the world? Talk about a boomer. Yeah, dude. Like, I had to teach a boomer how to use a GPS and still didn't get, he still didn't process. Dude, I can't even understand it. That makes no sense. I'm a, I'm, I was shocked because, like, when he called me, I was like, Did you use the GPS? He's like, No, I don't know how to use it. I was like, What? You put the address in. Yeah, and, and you just say, Take just, me there. Yeah, pretty much. And it just, or you just press the, and you press start. And it just starts it and it says turn left and 200 feet on Bridgewood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and stuff like that. Like, but he's over here. I don't know how to use it. He goes, How do you do that? Like, what, what is this science? But then he got mad because he couldn't play his YouTube music with the GPS because the GPS could only interrupt it on his Bluetooth. And so he's like, He's like, This is bullshit, Derek. Can't you just remember how to get back home? And I was like, Yeah, I'm trying to tell y'all. And then I tried to tell them, and they did the same exact thing when they're taking me home. And this time it was my dad, his brother, and his wife, my stepmom, and none of them knew how to use a GPS. What? Yeah. And so I'm just I'm sitting there trying to teach them, and they don't want to listen to me because like um, they they still treat me like like oh you don't know what you're talking about oh that's too complicated what do you, what I'm not trying to learn that like they don't try to learn it. Like I have a grandpa, my grandpa, my mom's my, my mom's dad. He's a great dude, but like to put in contacts in his phone, he don't know how to pull up the contacts on his cell phone. So he'll like just type in the number, and he goes, "Why is her name pop up?" How does the dude, phone? That, that is the thing you have to fight against with every every ounce of your 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 capabilities is when your brain starts telling you, "I don't want to learn this." Yeah. Second, you hear your brain saying that you got to fight against it because you're like, that's how your brain's going to atrophy. Don't let it happen. If you're like, oh, this is too difficult for me. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it is not. It's probably just a little overwhelming. It's a little different. You just need to take a breath, look at it, and be like, eventually, this will make sense. It doesn't make sense right now, but eventually, I will understand it. Like uh, getting on Discord, bro, was difficult yeah. for me. I felt like a boomer too. I was like, Discord is so weird. It's all these, like, why, why is this not intuitive to me? And now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I love this. I know how to do all sorts of things on Discord. I'm getting on there all the time. Yeah. And like, ah, oh, I want other people to get on this. And then I send it to people and they're like, I don't understand this. I'm like, it's okay. Breathe. It'll be <laughs> all right. Just give it a couple of weeks. Slowly, you'll get there. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people, man, they're just set in their ways. And they're like, but I don't want, I already learned, I already learned something a long time ago. Why should I learn more? It's like, to keep your brain alive. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's a problem with a lot of people. Like, a lot of the older people in my family, they don't want to learn. They don't mm -hmm. want to learn anything new. And I'm kind of like yep. that too, in a way. Like, like Sometimes. You know, that's why I'm trying to get out of that mind frame. Like, mm -hmm. of, like.
you know, I call it the, I call it the, you know, my hometown, my hometown's name, mind frame. That's what I call it. So like, and like, and what I mean by that is there's a lot of people that are like, like in smaller towns and stuff like that. And I'm not trying to hate on them because I'm from a small town. I'm proud to be from a small town and I love it. But like, you can tell I was lying when I said, I love it. I was like, I don't love it. And I looked away, but like, no, um, <laughs> there's a lot of people that get into that, into their own like little head like in their head and they're like, okay, this is the way it's supposed to be done. This is the way I'm going to do it the rest of my life. And mm -hmm. what are these cell phones and cell phones come out and it's like, Hey, you got to do this and this. And they're like, no, and my grandpa wouldn't even have a cell phone for years. until one day we broke down in the middle of nowhere and I had a cell phone and I called and he's like, well, maybe those things do come in handy. Cause we were mm -hmm. broke down. Like but the closest town was like maybe 15, 20 miles away. Yep. Now, now there's, there's also to the, to the other side of that, to his, uh, to respect on that, there is something to be said about not getting carried away. Yeah. Like cell phones have a dark side, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm at the point where I kind of want a flip phone with a small like screen and GPS and all that. <laughs> I don't know that I need this anymore. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I got this big giant phone. It's always on. There's always something coming at me and I find myself just checking it so much and it's like an addiction. Same. And it gets kind of dangerous, but I would, I never want to be the person who's like, I literally don't want to learn that new thing. Yeah. That, that is the death of your brain and you can't let it happen. You're right. You're exactly right. <laughs> and the second you find yourself not learning something new, like every day, that's a problem. So I sent you that, uh, that app for learning programming, dude, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, just go install it, try it out, and just slowly. Don't get overwhelmed by it. Don't feel like, oh, I'm too dumb for it. Like, plug away at it and just just check it out. And every day, just go and like, take a look, see if there's something you can figure out new about it. If you got to repeat it, so what? Yeah. Dude, uh, I was actually thinking about this when I had my dog outside because I was I was writing some notes down for the podcast just because if if we had some trouble. And I was like, all right, what are some things to talk about? Because end of the year, right? Ah, oh, dude, I'm so jealous. I wish I had some. Uh, I hope it's still, you feeling good on it? Oh, yeah. well? Ah, nice. But I was like, all right, so I've got a list of like nemesis for 2021, systems to work on. But I was also thinking like, uh, shit, where were we? I got a little distracted by your, your skittles. Right. Um, <laughs> you're good. Um, learning something new every day and like making sure that your brain doesn't atrophy. Where was I going with this shit? I feel like I had a topic, but I don't know. Um, whatever it is that you do every day. Yeah. You have to fit in there. Something new, something new has to happen or, or there's not going to be any, you're not going to have growth. And uh, I think this is, maybe this is where I was going. Um, your neurons are like the one thing in your body that don't uh, replicate and die. The neurons yeah. from when you're young grow, they can atrophy, but they never die. Your neurons never die. <clears throat> your, your, sometimes you can have neurogenesis and new neurons grow, but your neurons never die because they'll atrophy. So you need to keep them uh, stimulated. You need to keep learning things. You need to keep activating stuff in your brain and, and utilizing them. And uh, 
however you can do it, whatever little things you can program. We're, we're programmable wet boxes of wet computers, you know? Yeah. So there's something about that. I feel like I've gone a little off to- topic, but I, I feel like, um, I feel like you're right. Cause people don't know how to like, like change in a way and they're scared of it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of ways they're scared of change. Like, mm-hmm. like I know a lot of like, like a lot of the older people in my family, like I could talk to them and they're just, they're scared to take that extra leap of faith. Mm-hmm. They, they're afraid it might change something. So therefore they're like, why should I change what I'm doing right now? Cause I've been alive doing it forever. This, this works. Mm-hmm. So might as well do it. Like, and that's what yeah. I think. There's where I was going. Uh, I was going to say, I don't, I've never thought of myself as particularly smart, but my one, my one superpower, if I have one, is that like, if I feel like learning something, I will just keep doing it over and over yeah. and over and over until it makes sense to me. Like there can just be anything like editing or learning some new program, like Unreal or programming. Yeah. Like it might take me a long time to learn the programming shit that I'm trying to learn right now. I'm okay yeah. with that. Like, it's my superpower is that at some level I accept that time is the enemy. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, time is the only thing we have. So like, Hey, eventually maybe I'll learn this programming, but you know what I'm not going to do is go, well, I'm just not the kind of person who can learn it. <laughs> be like, no, 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 no. Fuck you. Fuck anybody that thinks that I'm going to keep churning away at it. And eventually yeah. I'm going to catch up to anybody that I want to catch up to. Fuck All right. And, and, and whatever it is that I'm doing, I'm going to slowly get myself there, whether it's making a, a TV series, whether it's making some comedy stuff, whether it's mm-hmm. learning how to edit or podcast, anything I put my mind to, I'm going to slowly, like you've been doing, I'm super impressed by how consistent you have been with your podcast, bro. Yeah, it's never last like, week, but yeah. <laughs> no, but like over the year, you've, you've, you've released a podcast, like how many are you at, like uh, 40? Uh, this is like forty six, I think. Do you know how many? Do you know how many weeks there are in a year? Fifty two. Exactly. And how many are you at now? Like forty six. You almost did a podcast a week, dude. That's fucking yeah. impressive for a whole year. Now you keep stacking that up. <laughs> you're going to learn things. You know yeah. what I mean? Now you might learn that you just really don't like podcasting. I don't think it's going to case, but you still learn something, right? Yeah. You know what you don't? If you know what you don't learn. Oh. Is if you go, oh, I'd love to be a podcaster, but I just can't invest the time in it. You know, I did that for years. Mm-hmm. I actually, I was going to start a podcast with somebody four years ago. Yeah. And I just waited on them and I used every excuse I could and blah, yep. blah, blah, I can't do this. And then I didn't yep. do it. And then I was going to start a pod, and like, and then a, a year later, I was going to start a podcast with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Same thing. And then I just finally gave up the idea. And I kind of mm-hmm. had every once in a while I think about it. But then, uh, like last year, you were like, you were actually the one that told me, like, just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I was wanting, I was, last year I was waiting on somebody else and they were just not coming around and they were, you know, they're wanting to do it their way. Of course, that's another problem. Mine reason why I do my own podcast is because I can edit my way, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. But like, um, but and also I was just like, man, fuck that. I'm just gonna, I, I, he's right. I gotta do it. I gotta, you know, you were the one that told me, just do it. And remember mm-hmm. the next day I did it. Like, yep. Now, now I attribute that in part to my, I'm, I'm a dumb, ignorant motherfucker on a lot of things. And part of the thing is I don't understand what I can't do. Yeah. So I've always just like, if I like something, I just start doing it. Like I just started like, there's never like, for whatever reason in my brain, there's just never been a filter for like, 
hey, I want to do this thing, and then I don't do it. Now, I'd like to podcast, but I don't want to podcast so much that I actually actively pursue it. I got a whole lot of other things, and I always find myself. Yeah. It's, it's a trade-off, right? I would not trade podcasting for learning how to use Blender. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I want to learn how to use Blender. That's what I spend my time on. And and I try to do, and I like podcasting with you. This has been a lot of fun. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to spew my madness. Yes, but like, uh, I've never, I've never been able to sit down and do what you're doing. Uh, I've recorded a bunch of them. I don't like them. I don't release them. I don't like doing the whole process. It's bothersome. Yeah. Uh, I, I gravitate more towards other things. Um, that being said, it's never been something that I felt like I couldn't do. I've just been like, well, I'm negotiating with myself. I would rather learn this other stuff and make stuff. And, and I don't feel like it's, it's a bad trade-off for me. Yeah. Um, so if you're doing something, it's not bad to not do something else. But if you're not doing anything, you got to do something. Yeah, that's the way I feel. I feel like that's you got to pick something. Because that's, that's the way I feel, too. Like, a lot of people, um, like, if you're not doing anything, then what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah, that's the way it goes. You know what I'm saying? You're not like, like a lot of people hate on people for doing something like, like a lot of people hate on the OnlyFans girls and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, let them do their thing, bro. They're doing, at least they're doing something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It could be worse. They could be doing heroin or sucking dick for free. Like, and I try to tell women in my hometown all the time. I said this mm-hmm. on the last podcast. I'm going to say it on this one too. But I try to tell women in my hometown all the time. I say, you're really beautiful. Why are you at the bar? You know, shaking your ass for free. If you can be on OnlyFans, you can be shaking your ass for making money, for doing something, actually getting yourself out there instead of having to actually have sex with that gross redneck guy in the corner. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, when you're in the bar, you actually have to have sex with people. So, like, why don't you just go home and shake your fucking ass? And then, bam, a lot of guys will hit you up and pay you, and you don't have to suck no dick. Like, yeah. it's really simple. But instead, they they sit around the hey, bar and suck dick. You can, also, you can also do both if you like it. Yeah. Like, hey, freaky deekies need loving too. And those freaky exactly. deaky rednecks, the freaky deaky rednecks deserve some loving from a woman who might want to give them loving. Yeah. But if she don't, if she doesn't want to, and she want to make some money off of it, she should go on OnlyFans. Yeah. yeah exactly. I think OnlyFans. I think OnlyFans is probably one of the best things to have happened pre two thousand twenty, because if it wasn't for them, so many um, working mothers would be out on the streets right now. That ain't no like, lie. Like a lot of women who lost their jobs this year were able to just transition and uh, get some simps to pay for them, which is great. Yeah. And look, you know, all the better for the rest of us is there's free content out there, too, that that's uh, trickling down from there, downstream. Like when Reagan was like trickle down economics. Yeah. Trickle down pornomics. Yeah. When there's porn getting paid for, the rest of us get it for free. So. Exactly. That's what's going on. Yeah. So I'm all about systems that can grow from the ground up. And I think OnlyFans and places like Pornhub and YouTube <laughs> are great. YouTube's getting a little scary, but yeah, like, like I love that you're on Anchor. And that's why I listen to your podcast on Anchor, because I feel like Anchor is one of those places that promotes people from the ground up. Yeah, that's what it's and, doing. And, and anything that gives the community back value, mm-hmm. that's what we need to be focusing on in 2021 when it comes to social media sites. Any social media that doesn't, add value back to the public should not be used. And I, I'm including things like Facebook. Uh, if YouTube keeps on their current trajectory and Instagram, yeah. these places, if they do not, if they do not find ways to add direct value to the, to the, the producers, they should just get the fuck out. They don't belong in 2021. 
Exactly. Uh, we need places that are developing communities and developing revenue for those communities. Yeah. And, and, to, and to be fair to those girls on OnlyFans, not all of them are um, sex workers. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but there's a lot in between sex work and uh, uh, aesthetic um, art of yeah. the body. The human body's aesthetic art and sex work are a spectrum to me. And so, like, you know, obviously, uh, nothing wrong with doing private messaging, getting if, if some girl's private messaging somebody for, for money and showing off more. But there are also a lot of women I understand on there who are just showing off pretty pictures and selling those photos and stuff. Yeah. Thumbs up. Go Thumbs for up. it. It's amazing. There's a lot of them on my Instagram that, like, the ones on my Instagram are, uh, they'd be, like, selling calendars of themselves. Mm-hmm. That's great. And, and they're making a lot of money. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to see this because I don't want to have some Instagram model on my wall. But like, but at the same time, it's like, damn, like, that's what's up. Like, I, I would bet you anything that 20% of the people who buy them hang them up and 80% just do it to support somebody that they find attractive. Yeah. You know? Most likely. Yeah. I think, I think a lot more places need to follow that 80-20 rule. I don't know if you've ever heard this. What's Are that? you familiar with the, the 80-20 rule? Uh uh-uh. So there's this bizarre, um, it's called the Pareto uh, Equilibrium, where basically like 80% of value is produced by 20% of the population. And this, this comes down to all sorts of bizarre, like I think they, they found this number in other things outside of the human population. So this, this, this equilibrium of 80% being created by 20% goes across a whole spectrum of things and and it benefits like the other all right guys we're probably having technical difficulties i don't i I really kind of forgot what we were having um but it was a lot of technical difficulties anyway so anyway a lot of technical difficulties are hitting you know what i'm saying starting to get a little warmer out there well not really but still it's uh you know what i mean like you gotta make sure your yard looks good man I walk down Stan Schluter every day and I just see all these trashy yards and I leave Marcus's card on the fucking door. It's cutting up 254. My boy Marcus at 254-226-9504. You can text him or call him. This is a veteran-owned business. He mows, he weed eats, he edges, he leaf blows. I mean, he makes your yard look great so the city won't be all up in your business. The city won't be trying to ban you or give you fucking tickets and shit. And you're like, dude, just, the holidays are just got done over. I, don't, I can't pay for these tickets. But the city don't give a fuck. But somebody does give a fuck. It's my boy Marcus at Cutting Up 254. And his email is Cutting Up 254 at gmail.com and his number again is 254-226-9504 the dude knows how, what he's doing the dude is impressive you know what I'm saying it's tremendous the way the yard looks all the time just great and people are jealous or people are asking all the time like yo who does your yard who does your yard and they think they're gonna have like a bunch of Mexicans come out nah my boy Marcus comes out you know what I'm saying he runs it he does his thing so guys once again, the number is 254-226-9504. And for the ladies, because I got a few lady listeners now, like, uh, which is really crazy. Holidays are up, I know. And also, guys, too, you need to listen to this. You, you need to know what to get your lady for Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is, I know it's in two months. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I ain't worried about it. Worry about it. Because it's going to come upon him before you know it, and you're going to be like, oh, fuck. 
worry about it. Holler at my girl Brandy at Pure Romance, and her number is 830-220-2459. Pure For You For You is a Facebook page, and it's spelled P-R-E-U-P-H-O-R-I-A. The number four and the letter U, all one word, and the P, the first P is capitalized. They have creams, lubricants, beauty, and body, sex toys, lingerie, and much more. And these are all natural ingredients, guys. This is not something that's testing on fucking monkeys in a lab somewhere. This is not something that, uh, you know what I mean? like has a weird smell it's they're really great oh my god you know and get lingerie for your lady for doing good on christmas for new year man bring in the new year right you know what i'm saying we're, we're like what two or three days away from fucking being in 2021 and we're still not knowing what the fuck we're gonna do we don't know if we're gonna get shut down again so if you're gonna get shut down again you might as well have some nice lingerie for your old lady so y'all can fuck i mean I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's what you, the only thing you should do, but like you're going to be stuck with this woman in the house again, I'm pretty sure. But if not, you know what I'm saying, it's still good to have her feeling good about herself too. So Brandy's number is 830-220-2459. Her email is pureforyou at gmail.com and that is spelled P-R-E-U-P-H-O-R-I-A, the number four in the letter U, all one word at gmail.com. And you know what I'm saying, let's get back to the show guys, let's get back to the show. Had to stop for a minute, you know. Hopefully, these technical difficulties are fixed. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're back. Right, we're back. We're so back. We're talking about the, We're talking about this eighty twenty rule. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's this weird phenomenon that seems to happen in a lot of things, and I want to share this with you. Yeah. Eighty um, twenty. Whoa. Yeah. So Pareto's principle. Rules suggest that 20% of your activities will account for 80% of your results. Um, so. Oh, damn. Fucking cookies. <laughs> Dude, I want some cookies so bad, bro. Some cannabis cookies so bad. Same. Eat the biggest frog first. What the fuck? I don't know what all this is, but. Uh, <laughs> hang on. It don't Go back sound here. that good, bro. You what? Oh, frog don't sound that good. No, frog sounds gross. The I've Pareto principle. All right. So, yeah, basically the idea is that we don't even need, like, when people talk about inequality and all that, like, let's be honest. Most of us don't need to be super wealthy. Most of us are okay existing on a certain amount of uh, other other kind of valuations. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I think that's how people are with like their their brains. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're just like they're good being not knowing what um, what's out there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's definitely a point where it becomes toxic. Like right now, I think America is probably in more like a 1% of people account for, uh, you know, 99% of the wealth. And that's unhealthy. But yeah. I do think, I think it's okay if 20% of the population accounts for uh, uh, 80% of the wealth. Mm-hmm. I think that would be an okay. And, and there's just all these formulas for calculating this. And <laughs> yeah, see, Ginsburg's law, what the fuck is that? damn anyway there's a whole lot of like you can just start digging into this and start understanding it in a deeper and deeper way but the principle itself i feel like helps me whenever i feel like i'm not doing enough 
Yeah. All you really need to do in your life is try to make the 20% of the things that you're doing account for 80% of the outcomes. Like, uh, you should not be concerned if you're not producing enough uh, content. You just need to make enough so that you can sort of uh, generate yeah. other backflow of, of, of things. So um, kind of forgot where I was going with that after having to do all the tech shit, but I think yeah. it's an important, I think it's an important philosophy that more people should, should be aware of. So like, we're not trying to make everything 50, 50, right? I personally, if you have more than me, I'm not worried about it so long as I'm doing all right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I most, most of us are okay. If I don't, how, how many yachts do people need? You know, how many yada yadas? I don't need a yacht. <laughs> no. I just need something good, you know, but I don't really need a yacht. Someone just hit, oh, that was one of my friends hit me up. I'll hit him back up. I'm in the middle of the podcast. He'll understand. Yeah. He'll probably be listening to this, actually. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So shout out to that dude. He actually gave me some beers for the last ones. But yeah, I know what okay. you mean. Though. Like, um, people limit themselves to like a lot of like, um, a lot of stuff, you know, like because they also don't. Also, to like a, also to like a binary way of thinking. Like, if I'm yeah. not the best at this, then I'm not going to be any good. Yeah. It's like, no, no, you, you just have to be a certain amount of good and a certain amount of things, and you space that out so that you have this sort of Pareto uh, principle applied to your life, where you're doing when you are doing something, you're doing it effectively and into a way that's it's super beneficial to you. And if you can slowly aggregate towards that number, you're going to do better than if you just like try to like honor off it. Like I have to be on for like the next six months. Like I'm going to burn out. And I've been there. I've, yeah. I've gone through so many phases of burnout, bro. We're just like night and day burning at both candles. It's just not healthy. Um, what are these other applications of it? Let's see. Yeah, you're uh, right. Like read right now. That's but. what happens to me at a lot of jobs too. Like I get burned out and like it just I just get angry faster. Mm-hmm. And then before I know it, I'm I'm not enjoying the job no more. So when I first come mm-hmm. there, I go hard. I'll go hard yep. the whole year. And then like, you know, after the, a year or two, you're just like oh, fucking burned out, man. I can't do this no more. Mm-hmm. And that's what you yep. you know. That's one of those things I I I spend a lot of time thinking about that shit, like occupational health and Yeah diversity of of activities for people like uh this is one of the reasons i'm a big fan of like uh universal basic income yeah Uh, i feel like i don't think that if you were to get um six hundred dollars a month uh from the government that you would probably not have any other job he'd probably be like i got six hundred dollars that means i know i know i can go take some risks Mm-hmm. Uh, I can get this job and try it out. And if I don't like it, maybe I can back away, you know, like, um, <laughs> he just quit. Losing my train of thought a lot today, but yeah, you know, same. This is what happens when I don't have uh, cannabis. <laughs> cannabis focuses me, bro. Without it, I get uh, all sorts of gnarly. Also, all the wine I'm drinking. My teeth are getting purple. <laughs> you were sitting on that Boda box. I sell that at my job. About that Boda box, bro. <laughs> all the bees you can bro- breathe. 
All the bees you can breathe. Boda box, bro. <laughs> Boda box, bro. <laughs> but no, uh, that being said, I, I can't. I'm, I keep trying to think of why I brought brought up the 80-20 rule because I feel like I didn't bring it up in the context I meant it to be brought up in. But yeah, well, we there was some reason. That. It's an important term. It's one of those things I think in 2021 is going to be super super important. And kind of coming back to where I was sitting there trying to like come up with some topics. Yeah. One of the things one of the things I was really thinking about is in 2021 a top uh, a term I think is going to be really important is KFAB. Kfabe. You familiar with that term? No, I'm not yet. It's a wrestling term from mm-hmm. like professional wrestling. And it's basically um, when you pretend to have conflict. Mm. And I think I think humans desire conflict, but we also desire um, mediated and resolvable conflict. Yeah. And I think I think that comes in the terms of kayfabe, kayfabe really well. Uh, unfortunately, I think KFAB is also something that has become toxic and the news media is using it to their advantage. Because I think a lot of politicians participate in it. Oh, I don't know that there's a, I don't think there's a whole lot of difference between uh, the gridlock between the left and the right in Congress. I think they're both performing KFAB. They both want a gridlock. And they don't care how they get gridlock, so they'll fake conflict in order to get gridlock. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. Like they like, and they hype it up too. Like mm-hmm. they'll push it down your throat, and and make it into a spectacle. Yeah. This person doesn't like humans because they think this way, and you're like, are you sure? Because when they say it, they say what they're doing is actually more beneficial for humans. Yeah. Now they might be confused and wrong, but I don't think it's because they don't like people. <laughs> I think it's because they might be stupid in some regards. Yeah. But you're right. It's a lot of kayfabe. A lot of people pretending and hyping up their differences in order to garnish more attention for themselves, mm-hmm. which I think is a wonderful thing. I mean, I used to love professional wrestling because of that. And I, and I like being able to like, and this is something I think a lot of guys are naturals at. And a lot of women, like most of the women that I've been friends with are expert kayfabers. Yeah. Like we, I like being around women who like to argue for fake stuff, but then they'll also admit that they're faking it. They're faking the argument. <laughs> hey, I, like, I like fake arguments. I, li- I like the fact that people get into our little little arguments and they don't mean nothing and they make it to something that it, it means a lot. And you're mm-hmm. just like, what the hell? And they're, then they're friends the next day because they're just wanting conflict. Mm-hmm. That's all they wanted, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that dogs over there? That's funny. How do you do that? How do you change the background like that? I rip through time, bro. I can just punch a hole through existence. And bring my dog into, into the world. Oh, doesn't, it doesn't always work. <laughs> the dog's like, no, I'm good, bro. That's so what are you looking forward to in 2021? Uh, that fight, like I said, doing yeah. doing what I want to do, you know, like doing some stand-up and everything like it has to do happen again. Mm-hmm. because it has to happen again man what about you what are, what are you trying to do this year maybe that's where i was bringing it up is like 20 percent of your activity should be podcasting yeah meanwhile you have all these other interests 80 percent of your interests aren't going to be the 20 percent that matter right yeah while you like stand-up and i think crowd work is like something you're really good at 
like that's probably in the 80 percent of shit that's not going to really help you much yeah it's fun for you like you're probably not going to make a name for yourself doing crowd work in bumblefuck mm. texas no offense and you know could change now that rogan's out out here but <laughs> most likely your crowd work and like stand-up material is probably not gonna uh, amount to to as much as like doing what you're talking about with the uh mma stuff and the uh the podcasting and and getting good at like editing yeah. and, and controlling content flow. <laughs> so, yeah, I just want to like me. I just want to do okay. it. I just want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Just, oh yeah, yeah. I'm all, I'm only doing the podcast because you know only a few people said that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, the reason why I'm doing it is because it's it's something to do. You know, and it's fun. And I actually feel we have people that listen to it, which is weird. Like. Some people I've never even met, like, so like it's it's weird. No, I I think I think it's a great thing to have as your honestly the crux of what you're going to be doing in the future. So yeah, and it's, uh, a, big st- it's a big step. Like <laughs> that's a you know like there's there's always somebody that's going to say something, and I just you know like this whole week I didn't do a podcast because I, w- I was busy with Christmas shit and everything, yeah. but. That, that shit's over, thankfully. Thank God. You know? Dude, I'm, once again, it's super impressive. You did almost almost every week you yeah. made a podcast. And some, some weeks you did multiple. Mm-hmm. That it's evens wonderful. out over the, the long run. Like, well, um, some weeks I did, like, um, a little bit. Got a piece of hair on my mouth. But... Some weeks I did a little bit, and like some weeks I just did one. Some weeks I didn't do one at all. Remember, there was that period where I like for like two or three weeks I didn't do one at all because I was like, that's back when I was just recording, just you know, just whenever. But this time I, I made, yeah, I made time because I had to. Like it was like, you know, you either you either have to do it this time at this day or like I, I put a put a little schedule around it, like so like every Wednesday and sometimes every Friday. You know. I do. That's been really impressive. Is like how you've had that that schedule, and you've been developing that schedule over time. And you like came up for fun names for it: Wet Fart Wednesday and what a free free freestyle Friday or free for all Friday? Uh, free day Friday and Fat Boy Friday. Okay. But wet Fart Wednesday almost wet back Wednesday. But what happened was I, I pissed off. Um, like one time I called myself a Mexican and pissed off an old white lady. And I got written up in my job for it and almost lost my job for saying it. But I was like, yo, a Mexican's going to lunch. I'll see y'all later. And I was talking about myself. Like, I, I used to talk about myself in third person. And so it pissed this lady off to the point where she went to my managers. She yelled. She made a big deal. Like, why was it lunch? I didn't know what was going on. I come back from lunch. They're like, go in the office. We need to talk to you right now. And they were, they were pissed off at me because I said Mexican in front of an old white lady. And it made her, it hurt her feelings. It's always people that wish they could do the thing, right? So yeah. at some level, I feel bad for her because she probably wants to say things like that. Yeah. She wants to be able to make weird racist jokes. And, and she she'll, probably... get taken, she'll get taken wrong. And she's like, why does he get to say it? <laughs> so she's swinging that pendulum. She also, I think, if I feel like she's also um, oh, one, no, of people, one of the people, like, you know what I'm saying, just, just, yeah, you're right. She just said it like that. And she... She probably made out with a few Mexicans or something like that. You know what I'm saying? She wants to be one. So mm-hmm. that's why she, she got mad at me for saying Mexican. Like, mm-hmm. She got mad at me for saying Mexican, bro. 
Like it was to the point where she was yelling at my boss. I got written up, and they're like, you, "You about to lose your job?" Yeah. She might have. She might have lost her job somewhere else for saying something stupid too. Yeah, she's like, a lot, <laughs> a lot of these people they get mad because they can't do what they want to do, and other people do it, and so they lash out. It's like that's not the right way to go about it. But <laughs> all right, some something bad happened to you, lady. Yeah, sorry, sorry you lost your job for calling someone else pick, but uh, I could say it because it's, it's just me. You know, and I think everybody should be able to say it. <laughs> Dude, that would I think it would be hilarious if the world was more openly with saying whatever you want to say without hurting someone's feelings. Like, you know, like you'd be walk jogging down the street, like, hey faggot, what's going on? You know, and and I, every time I tell one of my friends a fag, I'm not talking about their sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about like, dude, what's up, faggot? You know what I'm saying? Like or whatever, or hey, what's up, you know? homeboy you know i can't say that word on here but like you know what i'm saying like yeah Yeah, dude uh the intention behind words should not be assumed by the person hearing it and then Mm -hmm. taking some like litigation we're way too litigious nation (laughs) we want to prosecute everybody you know for real like uh and then the second you start defending yourself it's somehow proof that you are the thing that you're defending against god damn how is this going to work? This is not going to gonna last for long like this. No. Something's going to have to change. It will have to change. And you have like, you have like people like on um, TV, just like pushing it too. Like they're trying to, they're trying their best not to say what they want to say no more. And so like, they're like, uh, uh, I hope they don't dig up that one time I said, I said, you know, fag on a podcast or something, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And like, and they will in like 30 years or something like Derek Rivera said fag on a podcast. He's a racist, tear, tear his gravestone up or some shit, you know what I'm saying? And I'd be like, yeah, I did say that, but you know I, what I mean? You're like, I, I uttered the, like, okay. So my mouth made the sounds of a word that you have associated with a historic meaning attached to a whole bunch of people. But if I used it differently, you don't want to extend me the benefit of the doubt. And why is that? <laughs> why, why are you not extending me the benefit of the doubt that I might be using it differently than you think it could be used? Why is that? Because you are upset that you can't say it or you can't do this or somebody else was a offended and you're on their behalf or maybe you're offended by it like literally maybe that word really messes with your brain but yeah. here's the thing here's the thing who controls what that word means in your yeah. brain who is that who's that in there controlling that word yeah it must be uh, the, the analogy i've heard that i really like was um i can't remember who said it so i can't attribute it but if you get into a car wreck right it's one thing to uh, to sue the person who wrecked the car into you, right? If someone hits you and like sends you into the ER and, and you're paralyzed to, to some degree, right? Um, they might be financially responsible for the damages, right? Mm-hmm. But who who has to go through the rehabilitation? It's you. Yeah, you were responsible for your own fixing. The other person can't do it. No matter how much you sue them, the other person can't come over here and get you to walk again. <laughs> You're right. That's gonna that's gonna be on you. So if this word is causing damage in your head, the only person, the only person who can go through and fix that damage in your head is you. 
as you. Yeah. That's why I don't, I don't like. I don't know what to tell anybody. Like, and yeah. that's that's for everyone for every word that offends them. You well, like, have to do the work. It's your work that you have yeah. to do. You cannot be offended and inflamed because because anytime you're inflamed, that's hatred. Yeah. Anytime you're filled with hatred, it's on you. You're the only one who can who can end the hate in your body. Exactly. <laughs> you know. You're ex- you're exactly right, bro. Because a lot of people, but a lot of people don't see that. They think everybody has to be sensitive to what you know what's mm-hmm. going on in their head. Like, uh, you can't mm-hmm. say rape because you know what I'm saying. Like one time I was walking down the street and a dog jumped on my back and started humping me. That mm-hmm. I considered that rape. So therefore, now you can't say rape around me or it's gonna fucking hurt my mm-hmm. feelings. Or you can't say fucking you know bomb in the airport because everybody's gonna fucking think you can get bombed and shit. Like you know, or or you can't say death because oh my god, my grandma yeah. just died. Yeah. My loved one just died. How can you be so sensitive? Don't you know? Yeah. Like, that. that's another thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I'm even I'm guilty of it. I'll, like, I'll know someone's situation and I won't say something around them. And I'll, like, beat around the bush without saying something. Like, like if I'm at a funeral, I don't want to say, well, damn, it's someone, something smells dead in here. But, you know, that's the first thing that pops in my head. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, yeah. Is it? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying you shouldn't be aware of situations and, yeah. and be and be kind to people. I'm just saying people shouldn't be litigious afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Like if you walked in there and it literally stunk like like dead rat, and you're like, God damn! And you whisper to someone, dude, why does it smell like dead rat? And they're like, Because oh, yeah. she did. And you're like, I don't know. I don't think that's the reason. They're like, oh, why are you bringing this up? Dead rats is reminding me that they're dead. And you're like, There's a dead body right there. That's the thing that you're feeling. There's literally a dead rat we need to take care of. I'm just trying yeah. to find the dead rat in the room, and we can clean that up. But if I can't speak on it, then we have no power to talk about how to clean this up. So, but yeah, I always try to like watch what I say sometimes. Yeah, as you I, should. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with not being a dick. It's another thing if like, like you're goofing around with people and you have words that you use to goof with people. Yeah. And people take it and people take it wrong, and you're like, well, actually, I'm just kind of making fun of racists and yeah. sexists and, and people who are anti-LGBT by using these terms in like a frivolous funny way and like i have a lot of gay friends who use these terms used to people don't use even gay people don't use these terms anymore but i swear like the the people who maybe the most comfortable saying the word like fag uh, a lot of them were gay you know and hey i'm not gay no, <laughs> no I, but you know what I'm saying I just, I just call my like you know what I'm saying I, like like especially some of my old close older friends we talk shit to each other and it's like and some people get offended by it like you know like i got this one friend he's like i call him honky and he calls me spick you know what yeah. i'm saying like and it's just like i've known this guy forever he'd be like what are you doing you goddamn wet back spick i'll be all mm-hmm. not much you cracker ass honky what's going on you know mm-hmm. and and like you know what I'm saying and, and there's nothing we're not we don't hate each other because of that he just you know he just yeah like, i'm like i can tell someone hates me and he, you yeah. can i can sense it without the words yeah but oh but suddenly if they don't say the wrong words i got no retaliation so i'm just sitting there waiting <laughs> you know what and if some and then i say the wrong words and they get they're now justifying their hate against me that yeah. they always had oh perfect cool because i'm pretty sure you hated me before i said the word yeah you had to have like, you know what I'm saying? Like, or like, I, don't, I just don't understand it. Or, you know, people. Or you don't want to give me the benefit of the doubt for some reason, which you extend to other people. Yeah. You know, uh, like some people can say the, the N word, but other people, it's just wrong. Just so yeah. wrong. Even if you're not, 
you're not using it in the bad way. But oh my God, it sounds so wrong coming out of your mouth because you don't look right. Mm-hmm. God damn, that sounds racist. To me. That, that sounds like the real racism to me. Yeah. And like, uh, if I'm not like using it with hate behind it, like what <laughs> you can't, like suddenly, suddenly the intention doesn't matter and you can't tell the emotion of it. But everyone's up on this whole like emotional awareness thing where we're all supposed to be emotionally aware, but you're not emotionally aware towards jokes and like other human um, aspects. Yes. Like it's a whole range of like, so, so emotional intelligence does not include comedy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Then once again, this is why Cape Babe is so important. This is a form of KFAB. If I call you a fag, like yeah. I'm not, one, there's nothing wrong with being gay. There's nothing wrong with being trans. There's nothing wrong with being any of these other things. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, and so if I call you a fag, that's what my dog doing. He's throwing up. What's my dog doing, bro? It has nothing to do with that. It's just a goofy word that I'm making fun of. One, one, it's kind of a fun word to say. It's like maggot. If I call you a maggot, if I'm filled with hate, yeah, then you should be worried. But if I'm not, okay, maggot. Yeah. It's a great word to say. You know what Slipknot fans call we call each other? Like they do. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, it's just it's it's weird. Like I, I think like they should take that jokes in consideration anyway, because like someone like me, I joke a lot. <laughs> a lot, bro. And so like everything I most time like for hours, the only thing I say sometimes are just jokes. So like mm-hmm. when people like when I'm saying something like I said retard, it worked. And I was like, Man, I like look like one of them, you know. Well, I, actually, I didn't say retard. I said one of them slow kids did this. And, and, and that I, feels work. I, didn't, I didn't mean it by like that. I didn't mean it by a slow child. I meant it by like an adult that was slow. But like, you know, like myself, like I call myself a slow kid sometimes. And like, I didn't, I didn't say retard or not like that. But, the, but, but, you know, they're like, Derek, you should not say that. I'm like, I, I called myself a slow kid because I got, I did some rapping on a, on a bottle we had to wrap a bottle for at the liquor store for christmas for somebody and i wrapped it i said you look like one of them slow kids did it mm-hmm. and i was calling myself that i wasn't calling like a little kid an actual you know slow kid but yeah plus people... plus plus some of those slow kids are better at rapping than you like yes. that's literally a job that often like people who have uh disabilities of of cognitive performance like at some point at some point you're dancing around it so much that it makes it worse right Yes. They are members of society who are important and valuable, okay? However, we all get angry and we need words to call people who are acting less than they could be acting, right? Yeah. What will you call them? At the end of the day, what will you call them? You're going to call, like, suddenly we're just calling people who are uh, aberrant racist. Is that okay? Like, there are real racists out there. Are you going to call me a racist because I'm aberrant and slow in what you consider to be truth to speak on? Mm-hmm. Well, is that not uh, somehow derogatory? It's okay to de- dehumanize some people, not others. Yeah. Like, uh, ooh, what are we doing here? I'm okay with all of it if we're just go, call me what you want. That's yeah. where I'm at. I'm just at like suffer. Suffer, suffer the hatred. Suffer yeah. the hatred you have for me. Yeah. I mean, bring it on. Like, once again, I don't want it to be a search term that you can just find me easily and just have an algorithm weed me out from getting money, <laughs> which is what everyone wants, especially China. 
Yeah. They just went away, so you have like a social credit score, which is terrifying. But I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a blasphemous person. You know. Yeah. I, I like to say blasphemy. I don't believe in gods. I yeah. don't believe in deities. I don't believe in sacred cows. Uh, I don't think yeah. that I'm beyond reproach. Uh, there's something great I heard this morning from somebody, and he said, uh, he said, if you hear criticism from somebody, uh, you should just say ka-ching. Yeah. Because they're telling you how to change to make money. Oh, okay. If someone tells you stop using fag in your in your uh, thing, go ka-ching, and then stop using it and make money off of them, I guess. Yeah, might as well. Might as well. And um, yeah, someone calls you a grifter, ka-ching, whatever. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Like at some level, people are getting too, once again, too litigious. They think that they can just like, they can just legalize behavior. Yeah, that's what I've noticed too. Like, and they try to tell you how to like. How, what you're going to do now, like, you know, what you should do in your day-to-day life. And if you don't do it, then you're, you're behind times or you're, you know, you're a piece a boomer piece of shit. Like, you know, like this, the greatest thing is these young kids calling people uh, our age uh, boomers. I'm just like, yeah, that pisses me off. I'm like, really? I, I enjoy it. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> I belong in a boom tube. Yeah. Y'all can think I'm. You can think I'm dumb all the way to the bank. Yeah. Are you keep on? I'm gonna keep on learning. I'm gonna keep on like growing my network and people that I appreciate working with. And uh, we'll I see where so. you end up. I, I do. I do kind of sound like one sometimes though. I'm like, and your fucking music sucks. I'll be like talking shit to some of the young kids. I'm like, and your music sucks. It's not even even part of it. The argument we're having. Like I was having an argument with this girl I used to work with, and she was like ten years younger than me. And she's talking about something about, um, like, what was it about? Like, like how great, like, skinny jeans were or some shit. And I was like, first of all, that's stupid. Why the hell would you want to? And I just started going off. And then I'm like, and your fucking music sucks. And then, you know, like, and that's the first thing I do is just harass, like, they're, so, you know, I guess I am a boomer or some shit. I don't know. Like, not to switch topics too heavily, but just to yeah. switch it back to maybe something a little more positive. Because as much as I do like the writing uh, society and their 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 attempt at constraint, which actually I'm yeah. kind of enjoy. I'm enjoying minus the fact that I'm a little scared of some of the over encroaching technology things where they can just search term me and cancel me from getting jobs and shit just by using search terms. Yeah, uh, I, I I enjoy a litigious and. Um, anti-free speech uh, society because I, once again, as a blasphemer, I enjoy the rebel rousing. Like suddenly now, like when else could a little skinny white boy be actually a counterculture? Like <laughs> like 10, 10 years ago, everything was like pretty much uh, perfect for, for skinny white kids. It was like, you know, Big Bang Theory was the most popular show on television nerds were were in vogue everyone was like oh my god any any smart quasi smart white guy you meet might be the next uh, zuckerberg so you should be nice to him now they're like zuckerberg is a tyrant uh white guys hate everyone blah blah this and that and so i'm like oh great now now i can actually be counterculture so continue this i i hope i hope people fucking hate white people to the end of the days because that's just adding value to my existence and my my ability, <laughs> my ability to 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 have some sort of a resonance, which is 
to tell people uh, what, what they're doing wrong, which is one of my favorite pastimes is telling people they're wrong. So, you know, um, I, by all means, hate, hate, hate me for attributes I have no control over. Uh, I can guarantee you dig a little deeper, you'll find some more things to hate. <laughs> but if you want to hate me by virtue of, of looks, by all means, go for it. That, that's a reflection of your own self. And you're the one who's hurting yourself with your hatred. So suffer and die. I do love how the fact that like 10 years ago, it was cool to be a nerd. Yeah. Like, it was, and, I, and it was growing in vogue to be nerdy. Like all of a sudden, like, you know, because back in school, like, you know, say I like, you know, like Dragon Ball Z and all that and stuff. And yes. like, I was one of them outcasts to play Pokemon cards and I played uh, Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that. So like those guys would always make fun of me. And then nowadays those guys are buying the same stuff for their kids. Nowadays yeah. they're like talking about how like these video games are great. And I remember back in the day that like only, only faggots play video games and they would just like throw us around and shit, you know, and beat us up. But oh, now... Oh. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog's a kid's game. Oh, Mario's a kid's game. Oh my God, classic. Look at my shoes with it on there. I used to get made fun of because I, I had some cool shoes one time, you know? Yeah. Then, because then, I didn't care about the cool shoes, I bought some Payless shoes that had Sonic and Knuckles on them. People made fun of me for my, my Payless shoes. And I was like, Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah, like... <laughs> Sonic and Knuckles. They're like, but aren't those cheap shoes? And I was like... Uh, they cover my feet and they look cool. What yeah. the fuck are you doing? What are I'm we doing here? here? You know, but like, that's how my school was, man. It was so com diverse to the point where it was like, everybody was like, yo, if you don't have this, you ain't shit. Dude, and they would treat me. Guarantee, you know who liked me? Who? Uh, and liked, liked the things I liked? Uh, the nerdy black kids and the nerdy Mexicans. And that's who were my friends because they all liked the nerdy stuff. It had nothing to do with anything else. It was just literally the people who liked the same things. Like you're telling me all yep. the things you like. And I'm like, oh yeah, we're, we have the same culture. Yep. Speaking about culture vultures, we have the culture and these other people are vulturing it, which I'm fine with. I like yes. when people vulture like but eat it. Become like me, please. <laughs> like me. But also, please hate me so that I can be relevant. <laughs> and now, the, and now they're, and now the funny part is, now they're all either way, Facebook either way, I win. Talking about how lonely they are, they're always talking about how, how, like, how, how you don't know what it's like to be alone, be the only person liking something. Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> you motherfuckers were the ones that attacked me for liking Dragon Ball Z in sixth grade, and now all of a sudden oh. your kids are watching it. Like, well, here's the other one that you'll really recognize: the uh, the Juggalo aspect. Oh, how about that? Oh my God! There's only like I've only met like like a couple. Real Touch on that for a moment, yeah, dude. Okay, so talk, like you, talk you, about being an outcast and being like shit on just for something you like, and also just having to put up with everyone's abusive language, dude. When I got my my first job at Bioware, yeah. everyone was shitting on the ICP song uh, about magnets, and I was sitting there. First off, the song is great. The music video is dumb. Fair enough. Yeah. But y'all sound anti-science right now, being like, oh, oh, I know how magnets work. Ask them if they know how magnets work. They don't, and they don't understand the song because the song isn't about not understanding that magnets attract. The song is about being like, holy fuck, we live in a world. Why do magnets do this? Yeah. They're like, no, they're like, no, they can't be that deep because they're redneck white trash who dropped out of high school. I'm like, people are not the education. You can be smart without being educated god yeah. damn it pisses me off people can be smart without being educated 
God yep. damn it. Yep. And yet, and yet those same That's people right. are like, oh my God, illegal immigrants are smart. And I'm like, well, yes, just like anybody else who's not educated is also smart, you fucking assholes. They're people. People are smart. Yeah. They do things and they adapt to the thing around them. Yeah. Juggalos are not dumb. Some are. Look, I've been to the gathering of the Juggalos several times. I've actually gotten almost into fights with people because they were throwing uh, rocks at, uh, at uh, Bushwood Bill. Really? I grabbed somebody. I grabbed somebody's wrist. He was about to throw a bottle at at him. I grabbed that fucker's wrist and I said, "You show fucking respect for that motherfucker," because they were mad because they thought that he had uh, he had given Twisted a shitty uh, uh, lyric because he he yeah. he used the same lyrics that he used on another song, and they were like, "He's not a real rapper. He didn't even rip a blah." And I was like, "You fucking don't throw that at Bush with I'll fucking kill your ass." <laughs> I mean, you show respect. You show respect to the elders in the rap game. He exactly. was trying to open people's minds to what he had done in the past. I don't care. It worked on the album, and it was a great fucking. Um, it was a great add-on to the song. You know, Drake. Mother- that. Drake will use like what other rappers have said in some song. Oh, that's a little different, but you know, what I'm saying like he will say yeah. something, like he'll yeah. say like the same thing like oh. Too Short said, and then say one one of his verses. Uh, by the way, uh, Twisted stole their entire die, motherfucker, die, motherfucker, die from the Ghetto Boys. Yeah. So, don't even get. That was what. Yeah. So anyway, I understand the madness of crowds. These people were under a delusion. But to say all juggalos are uh, meth head uh, yeah. addicts, I was like, dude, I'm standing right here and I'm a juggalo. And people would just shit on me, at, like, without knowing, because I didn't say it. But, like, dude, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, whoop, whoop. Yeah, so I'm just like I have to sit here and just take this abuse, and I can't say anything because if I if I say what I want to say, I'll probably get fired. So yeah. I used to just shut up and take it. Take so much abuse from just listening because they would love it. They would go on like 20 minute tirades about how stupid and shitty ICP was and how shitty their fans were. And I'm sitting there going, "You're shitting on me. Like I'm just taking abuse here, and I can't say anything." I'd get mad, dude. I was so mad. I would like. I would just bottle it up and I would just go home. Just like, but I needed a job. I needed the fucking job. I can't just like, unlike these other people, unlike a lot of these people who work there who have like the cushioning of their fucking family. Like to me, I was like, this is my way out. Just take it. Just take it. It's the way out. Well, like some of the coolest people I met at jobs were like, I didn't know they were like juggalos and stuff. And Mm -hmm. like, I I went to like, um, like my last job actually before this one, no one at this job is. The one before this one, everybody was really cool and stuff. But, like, there was this one guy that was pretty cool, but we didn't really talk, right? But then one day I saw he came in with his shorts on to come grab his check. And on his leg, he had, like, a, a hatchet man tattoo. And I said, mm-hmm. I said, you? I said, what's up, bro? I said, what you know about that? And we just started talking. And for you know, it was like, then we became, like, really good friends. Like, mm-hmm. and, like, he would always give me ride homes when I needed them or whatever. And I'd always make him food when he needed it or something. It, it was just weird. Like, you know, like. No oh, man, there 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 was a time uh, when if you saw somebody with a shirt on or anything like that, it was just suddenly a, a like a family member showed up. Yeah, and it didn't matter what what boundaries or whatever differences y'all had. You saw that you could be in an argument, and the person would be like, "Wait a second. Like I've been in arguments with people, and then they'd be like, "Wait a second. Yeah, and they'd be like, "Ah, like, oh, fuck it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm like, we got I'm something bigger together." <laughs> I'll be like, man, I've been a fan since you know back in the day. Have you heard of Inner City Posse? And like, and that's just how it starts. They're like, they're like, what you know about that? Uh, mm-hmm. 
And but like yeah. that's that's what like they would um like I met I met this one guy one time, he was like that. And me and him were like like we were kinda like staring each other down and shit. We're mm-hmm. in the in the dollar store, it was back in my crazy days. I was like twenty years old. And so I'm sitting there staring this dude down, he had like a he had like braids and shit. And he mm-hmm. was looking at me and then when he turned around he had a hatchet man uh necklace. And yep. I was like I was like, What's up, bro? I said and he was like he had like the braids like hatchet man and everything. Yeah, like, I'm like, man, what are you trying? What? Are you? And then after that, like, we were cool. But like, but at first, you know, he was looking back at me, just like we were staring each other down. Like it was about to go down. Mm-hmm. Like, and we didn't even know each other. But I just walked by and accidentally bumped into him, and I didn't Dude. notice his hatchet man and shit. It's that thing, music, music, and and it's the good side of groups, right? The good yeah. side of group is suddenly you become more than who you are. Yeah. You know. Suddenly it's like, oh, we have a connection. Hey, fuck that other shit. Okay, we got mad, but like, dude, you enjoy this so many. People don't. So, like, let's talk about that instead. Yeah. Everything becomes kayfabe. Everything like, becomes kayfabe once you have a bigger thing. Once you have something that, like, unites you together, yeah. it's great. Or just like everybody uh, did with that Justin Bieber fad. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was into him, and there was a few of us that weren't. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same thing as, like, the gathering of the Juggalos, but it's, like, almost like they had, like, their own little fans, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they all, like, lived by it. But I don't think they it's all like got sports. lost. They're girls. Sports, right? Yeah. People who are about to fight, all of a sudden they find out they're friends on the same team. Like and they're like, oh my god, did you see this or that? And they're buddies. Like literally, like okay, there's a guy in 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 my store yesterday being rude as fuck, right? Well, I saw his necklace said Dallas Cowboys, and I excused him for all his rudeness. Mm-hmm. I didn't like be rude back. So yep. like, I'm like, oh, he's a Cowboys fan, so that's what's up. I said, also, oh, you a Cowboys fan? And he goes, yeah. Then we just changed the tone completely. Uh, man, Dak Prescott got to come back, and then we started talking about it. We play the Eagles tomorrow, and blah blah. blah. You know, just you yeah, know, men things. Oh, it's, another- it's one, it's one of those crazy things where, like, uh, once again, I'm not a religious person, and I kind of hate uh, organized religion. Except, yeah. like, Christianity did a lot to uniting a lot of the separate groups by just being like, "Hey, but you're Christian? Oh, we're good then." Or yeah. just like in in America, like. The founding principles were, if you have a belief in a God, then we're not going to fuck with you. And in fact, we're going to respect that to some utmost degree by creating a barrier between us that we can all respect. Mm -hmm. So like uh, the the principle statement for um, the barrier between uh, church and state, I don't know if you're familiar with this. Do you know why there is a barrier between church and state? Why, um, who the... The, the congression of the Dansbury Baptist or something like that, uh, who they petitioned Jefferson to in order to, to ask for protection and uh, uh, in, in liberties in the religion, who they were asking it from. Have you ever heard this? Uh-uh. Keep on going. The, the Baptist, the Dansbury Baptist asked Congress and, and the president at the time, um, uh, Jefferson to protect them from the congregational group of a different kind of Baptist. It was just two Baptist groups. I'll look it up real quick. Uh, Dan very Baptist. But it was literally like just two two slight factions of Christianity wanted protection from each other. Yeah. And because of that, it was then afforded to all sorts of separate groups. It's like one of those beautiful stories of America. <laughs> well, there, there is a lot of weird stories in America in our past. But while you're looking that up, I, I I'll just throw that out there. You know, there's a lot yeah. of stories that brought everything together. Like if, if this story wouldn't have happened, that would have never happened. 
like bills mm-hmm. will never happen and stuff like that. Like, you know, and I believe like, you know, and this is why it's like, I don't want to take uh, credit away from these people. So Jefferson's letter to Danbury Baptist. Uh, <laughs> believing with you that religion is a matter which lies solely between man and his God, that he owes account to none other for his faith or his worship, mm-hmm. that the legislative powers of the government reach actions only and not opinions. I contemplate with sovereign reverence that act of the whole American people, which declare that their legislature should make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, thus building a wall of separation between church and state. Adhering to this expression of the supreme will of the nation in behalf of the rights of conscience, I shall see with sincere satisfaction the progress of those sentiments which tend to restore man to all of his natural rights, convinced he has no natural right in opposition to his social duties. He, um, beautiful, okay. so, beautiful. So like, so like he, he, you know, Thomas Jefferson thought of all this. That dude was pretty woke for his time period. Like mm-hmm. that motherfucker was woke for his time period, just for saying shit like that. Because back then they were like, "Yo, if you don't believe in our one God, you're dead." Like, sure. yeah. we've yeah. we've run villages for this. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the the Jefferson Bible or the Jefferson uh, Quran? No. This motherfucker went through each of those books and took out every uh, evocation of uh, supernatural deities, so uh-huh. he could just read it as if written by man. And he made and those are things you can you can read the Jefferson Bible, you can read the Jefferson Quran. He just took out the supernatural shit and left in the parts that he thought were good. Wow. That's what they did for all throughout the years, anyway, with the Bible. Oh yeah, I'm just, it. but it's but it's impressive that a, a human from back then went yeah. through the the work of just doing it himself. He was like, you know what, I want to make my own version of this because that's what everyone's doing anyway. Yeah, but I'm gonna pump, but I'm gonna I'm gonna allow it to be seen by other people. Yeah, yeah. He he was just literally just doing it just to. Also, his views on uh, on racism are completely different than a lot of people give him credit for. Like, I get. I get being angry at him. All right, he yeah. didn't. He didn't do enough. Yeah, fair enough. But Makes you can sense. find you can find letters where he's talking to Thomas Paine about how stupid slavery is. Yeah, he did not want to continue this act, and at some level, it becomes a little weird. Like, think about this, right? You're in America. You own uh, other human beings. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, you shouldn't, but you do. Okay. Now, if you were to release them, what happens to them? could be some bad stuff. Yeah. If you keep them within your place, you feel like you have control over their sovereignty. Maybe you think you're doing what's best for them. If you just release them into into this populace, they might be murdered or they might end up on another plantation. This is this is dark shit, but yeah. Like it's it's something you have like if you start putting yourself in the mind of Jefferson, right? You're like what do you do? What is the moral calculations that you start maneuvering if you're in this world where that's happening? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad I don't have to make those kind of decisions. I, <laughs> and, and honestly, I would probably, hopefully, I don't think I would ever have owned them in the first place. Yeah. I don't think I could own people. I'd be weirded out. 
I'd be weirded out, he said. Yeah. So you guys good? But, I don't know. I know. Yeah, but once once you inherit uh once you inherit this thing, it just it becomes a trickier question, right? Like it's easy it's easy for us to now just be like, yo, Jefferson's a piece of shit because he owns people. Yeah. But like just in that aspect you read to me, he sounded like he was pretty woke on that subject. There was a certain subject he wasn't. Like, and they were like, oh, well, um, you see me trying to use words like woke so everybody will think I'm cool. Yes. You see that? Hey, I'm, like, I'm, just, I'm okay with that. I'm like, yo, Thomas Jefferson was woke, son. He, he talk, son. Are you familiar with Thomas Paine? Because he's the most woke person to, uh, he's the most woke founding father. Um, I've heard the name, but I might be, if you read it to me, it's just like my mind is like mush today. Not so good. Um, <laughs> here we go. Ooh, this is too long to read, actually. I'm not going to bring this up. Eesh, I'm backing out. Wait, let's see. What's weird is that, um, like, you should never know about, like, cool stuff. Oh, you know what I was going to tell you? More people need to know about Thomas Paine, dude. Thomas Paine is, yeah. dude, he, is the, he is the goat of all of America. Like, when people say, uh, don't judge people in the time period, because yeah. I'm okay with judging Thomas Thomas Jefferson. You can judge him very harshly about his owning of humans, right? I'm just saying you should also think about what he was dealing with. Thomas Paine was the guy. He was the, he was a Quaker. He was an abolitionist. He was fighting for uh, not just our rights as as, as um, humans and and to have dignity for everyone, but he was also fighting for um, the abolition of of what we ended up, the only thing we ended up getting out of the revolution, I think that was important from American revolution was getting rid of monarchs. Yeah. Because how would you feel if we had a king right now or a queen? That'd be weird. Can you imagine living in, in, in Britain right now? They seem to the queen. Yeah, just what? forever. The same yeah. person forever. Like like what what if what if George Bush was still our leader right now? Dude, it'd be gross. It'd Look be at fucking this, scary. This is Thomas Paine. Did his son to come in? He looked like, look like he like know how to party though, bro. Like he looked like he's like like his hair. Like he looked like he been partying, son. Like dude, he he was slandered as a drunk because he used to just go to bars and pontificate like we do right now. Yeah. This is why I love this guy. But he wrote the book Common Sense. Look at him. Look at this. The Christian system of religion is an outrage on common sense. So true. Uh, so true. Society in every state is a blessing, but government, even in its best state, is but a necessary evil. In its worst state, an intolerable one. Once again, brilliant. Yeah. It's, nowadays, that's brilliant. Back then, they didn't know what to think of it. Men should not petition for rights, but take them. Jesus, man. That's right. <laughs> pretty dope mm -hmm. oh this is another great one to argue with a person who has renounced the use of reason is administering medicine to the dead <laughs> that's that's real savage. shit though yeah savage shit uh like he was so, a savage before it was cool to be a savage the other guy that i my, my other love in history is um uh what is his name um he wrote uh God damn it, how did I just forget his name? Um, 
a religious book. He like he wrote the biggest fan fiction for Christianity, but then he also helped. He he wrote the Areopagitica. Areopagitica. Glad you know how to spell all that stuff. Nope, I use Google to let me spell it. John Milton. This dude's savage as fuck too. He once wrote a letter to somebody that caused him to have a heart attack. Really? Here's one. Oh, that's too that's too old school British. I can't read that. Give me something a little more old school British. Give me the liberty to know, to utter, and to to argue freely according to conscience above all other uh, liberties. Okay. If we don't have freedom of speech, we have no liberty. Yeah. If, if if I cannot say something that's wrong, then I have no freedoms. Yeah. If, I, if I'm not free to be wrong and to be told that I'm wrong without being thrown in jail, then what's the point? You know? Exactly. I love how they're like, you can tell the time period though on all this because like, the way they're talking, you know? It's like, thou shalt not touch my wiener unless I say thou shall. I'm like, sweet, thou can shout to my wiener, bro. It's cool. Like, okay, nicely, bro. Like, this is the kind of shit I think about when I see the letters. Give my wiener. Dude, I was, I was, uh, I was playing Civ with my girlfriend last night, yeah. and all, all of a sudden, like, uh, you have these great works in the game, and I got the great work from Chaucer, and it was, and I tried to read it, and it's like, <laughs> and it's like it's supposed to be English, but it all, it's like, I'm trying to read it, and it's like, <laughs> I'm like, this, this is not English. No, what is this? Like, you know, like. Chaucer, Chaucer makes no sense. Anybody that says Chaucer is their favorite author is lying. And like when I say John Milton is one of my favorites, I'm talking about the translations. I've never read yeah. John Milton in old English because I have no interest. Yeah. Or whatever the fuck he wrote in. Like I'm like, I enjoy his ideas, not his writing. But what I'm trying to think of is like, what would it be like if you had somebody talking in that funny language, but they're trying to talk like seduce you at the bar? Like, those are the things I think about when I'm when I see that funny funny stuff. Like this is how stupid I am. This is how stupid I really am. Cause I'll sit there and be like, like, what if that dude was trying to hit on his girl at the bar? You know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah, thou shall go sit in my chariot. And you're like, no, bro. Like, no one's going to sit in your fucking chariot, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, what the fuck is the matter with the way you're talking? But like, you know, that's how they all talked back then. And yeah. Like you were saying earlier, words. Change. Yeah. Cause you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like a fag with like a bundle of sticks or a mm -hmm. cigarette. And now it's, you know, now it's something that you can't say. Which, honestly, which strangely enough, as people might might hate Louis C.K., Louis C.K. is the one that got me to stop using the F word so frivolously. Same. Uh, like, I don't like to say faggots so much because I didn't know that the reason they call them faggots is that they used to put them and burn them in pyres with the witches. Yeah. And like, oh, shit, that's kind of fucked up. But I'm also like, that's a long time ago. And I have no intention of putting someone on flames. Yeah, so if, you, never... if, if you're upset because you think that I'm going to put you in a pile of, of wood and set you on fire, then you have something wrong with your brain. You, you have something wrong that you need to go see a psychologist about. If you think that I'm filled with hate when I go, oh my God, this fucking faggot. <laughs> you know? <laughs> nothing to do with you literally nothing to do with you when i use my words like that it's just something in my head 
that's making me say a word that means something else to me. It didn't mean that until Louis C.K. taught me that. <laughs> and now, now I feel a little bad, but only because I've been taught to feel bad. Before I was taught to feel bad, I didn't feel bad about it. Yeah. So maybe you can be taught to not feel bad about it. Maybe well, like, I can be taught to not feel bad about it. And maybe we can move on from this stupid, silly game that you want to play where yeah. you can feel better than me for knowing words that I yeah. shouldn't use. Uh, here's a great, here's a great thing I'm going to pull up. Uh, one of the first oh, no. people to make it, one of the first people to make a dictionary. You ever heard this story? One of the first people to make a dictionary was approached by a bunch of old biddies after he yeah. published his book. And these old biddies were like, we are so happy that you chose not to use and they start listing off these uh these words these offensive words and he's like well ladies uh i am actually glad that you have done the work of finding all of these terrible words to have uh, attributed i didn't even know they existed yeah. <laughs> like there are people out there just aggregating anger is the, the whole point it's just like you're finding reason to be mad and these other and then you're applauding people for not doing something that they didn't even know they weren't doing yeah so like Suddenly, my inactivity is a is a virtue. My my not doing something is a virtue. Hang on, because I thought actions matter, and I'm not going to set anybody on fire. And I don't care what you do in your bedroom. And in fact, if you have a loving relationship with someone, I actually think that's a fucking amazing and and, and something to to be celebrated in life. That's regardless, so regardless of whoever it is that you found to spend your entire yeah. life with, that's fucking amazing, and I'm very much happy for you. And, and I think anybody who can do that should do that without regard to other people's yeah. uh, concern or words they might use against you. And that doesn't negate that some people do get dragged by cars and thrown off of buildings for this shit. Yeah. It happens. I, I have nothing to do with the people doing that. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. I don't have the energy to do that. My words don't make some sort of a, a mesh network that makes it okay for them to throw people off of buildings. You're making that up. You have no evidence to suggest that me saying bad is going to then cause someone in Saudi Arabia to toss someone off the building. Yeah, you're right. And in fact, I can point you to exactly what causes that. It was Chucky Dertanos that did it. Yeah, it's it's a little book called the Quran. Yeah. And in the subsequent uh, the subsequent retellings of the Quran called the Hadiths. Yeah. I can point to them. It has nothing to do with me saying bad. <laughs> They're gonna toss you off of there because you put you allowed someone to put their dick in your butt. <laughs> that that is what they're upset about. See, that that's another thing. I couldn't be like, I don't know, man. I just I I, I don't I don't understand how like because words these days can hurt. Because back in the day, they used to hurt me when I was a kid. I was a very sensitive kid. But then Same I got, got older. Now I'm just like someone would be like, get out of the way, fat fuck, and I'm just like, uh, dude, whatever, and I just keep on walking slowly. You know, oh, yeah. there's been many times it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like people say something, you know what I'm saying? Well, that fucking, that boy over there or some shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, what the fuck? But then. Dude, I feel you. I come from a, I'm a very sensitive person. Like if yeah. you say something right now that is even slightly emotional, uh, trigger to me, I will start crying. Yeah. I will tear up so fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and you know, I got called crybaby all the time for it. I got called all sorts of things all the way through everything. And I'm just like, why I push back against this thing with words is one, because I found my resilience actually made me better. Yeah. Not my declaration of, of being hurt. 
like what you're saying. Exactly. Like, my resilience is what I want to spread, not my pain. Yep. You're so call right. Me a cry baby. Call me a crybaby. Call me a fag. I got called a fag a lot. People yeah. thought I was gay. I got I got misgendered as a kid a lot. I look like a little girl. Really? I had I had a, a chili bowl haircut, and you know, like it took a long time for any sort of hair to grow. So I used to, and and I have weird uh I have weird interests. Like I've been buying fabric from Walmart since I was probably like eleven, hmm. just to like make weird little things. I used to like to make puppets, and I used to like to make things. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, how, how can I help you, little lady? And I'd be like, I just want this fabric. I didn't correct them. I didn't give a fuck. I was like, take my money and let's move along. That's weird. It made me feel weird. And I'd walk away feeling like, oh, I should have said something. I'm a little bitch. And then later I was like, mm. <laughs> I should have said something. He said, <laughs> yeah. That's right? how I like, felt. I feel like, like, but then yeah. I was like, oh, my God, that lady probably recognized later that I was a little boy and then felt bad. I hope she doesn't. I hope she gets over it. I hope she feels better. I don't want anybody to feel bad. Yeah. I'm not into it. Everybody's into like um laugh. I, I want I want I want to teach people to laugh at it and move on. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And but just by you saying it, you you know you moved on from it too cuz like the way you're saying it. You know what I mean like 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 a lot of things that people used to say call me and shit like that in school or whatever. Now mm-hmm. like they'll, they'll come up and say it, the word Used to when I hear the word, I kind of get a little mad. Now it's just like, like whatever, you know. Like that's on them. Yeah, that's that's their problem. That's something they got going on in their head. Now, but once again, that does not justify people uh, like going out and and targeting and harassing and becoming violent against some of these groups, like yeah. transgender. Or that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about people who use this these terms of anger. I'm talking about people who use it in a different way or use it out of ignorance, like misgendering somebody out of ignorance. It's just, it's just not a problem with society. And, and misusing pronouns is not a problem with society. Purposely calling somebody something to hurt their feelings, no matter what it is, is a problem. And that can happen to anyone. Yeah. For any reason, people, and this is once again, why I love insane clown posse. They called it right. And that, that, that one that, if it wasn't your skin tone, they'd hate your size. That's why I must poke out all of their eyes. Yeah. Yep. It's so true, though. It's, That's it's true. A, it's the fucking truth that if it wasn't the skin tone, they would find something else. These people have, there are certain people who find someone different and want to make them the other. Yep. And they will do it. That's also like a pack mentality, too, to mm-hmm. that. Like, if, like if, if you and your friends, like, let's say if all my, I'm glad none of my friends are like me. Mm-hmm. None yeah. of you guys are like me in a, one bit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so, like, that's why I'm, I, that's why, you know, I think it's so cool. Like, you know, even my friends I stay with, they're nothing like me, like, at all. So, like, it's, it's, it's more entertaining that way to me. But some people don't like that. Some people see something mm-hmm. the same and they want it to be the same. Everybody needs to be the same. Like, it, it's real diversity comes from yeah. the differences we all exude into the world, not to the uh, the differences in our uh, appearances. Yeah. Like, we need to get over appearances. We just really need to. That's a very childish thing to be crying about, mm-hmm. especially as adults in America. One yeah. of the freest, most uh, liberal countries in the world, and we're sitting here calling each other uh, illiberal assholes and racists and it's like, 
there's so little actual like manifest dangerous hate in this nation like compared compared to other places yeah like look someone just blew up a fucking rv in nashville that's terrifying yeah but guess what that happens on like a weekly basis in some places and in crowded areas yeah like i i just don't want to i don't want to pretend as if we have as big a problems as other people in the yeah. world that's all i'm saying well i think we, the, have problems. we have problems and we can solve them we the media solve our media spotlights it too because we have that little sense of uh shit media loves it they sell it they sell that black versus white shit just yeah. here, here's here's something fun to do right go back and look at something from the 80s and see how much was like a uh, black man attacks white blank, 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 right? And it was always yeah. black man was bad. Now look at it and it's flipped and it's like white person did blank, blank, blank to black person. It's like, this is part of the problem. The way y'all do this and sell this to us is it has been your whole game. And that, and sadly, that's NPR. I had to unfollow them on Facebook, bro. Because they do, they do this race baiting shit too much. I hate that. Like, especially like there was one time there was somebody trying to make, uh, trying to row. I feel like it revved me up because it's like Mexicans are never covered getting shot, but we get shot every day too. And by them saying that, it kind of revved me up a little bit. I was like, damn, I'm not that important. Like, even one re- reason why this last election pissed me off is because they said, like, um, they didn't say anything that the Latino vote was important. They never oh, wanted right. And so I was like, you know what? My vote fucking ain't even important. Like, why should I give a fuck? You know what I'm saying? And that's why, well, you know, but you know why it's not important? Because huh. you're too diverse. Yeah. In thought, Latino Latinos are not a group. But here's the here's the here's the game of it all, right? Black people aren't a group either. Yeah. They think differently. They are humans. They're individuals. Mm-hmm. They are not a group. Now, obviously, we all have overlaps of interests that are derived from our shared experiences. I'm not yeah. dismissing that. There is a certain amount of things that, like, I can't understand without talking to a black person. Of course. Yeah. Same thing with, like, Latinos and people with, like, but guess what I'm not, like, you know what I'm not going to get from talking to you? Huh. I'm not going to understand what it's like to move from Mexico to America. Yeah. Talking to you. You don't know what that's like. I don't. Like, if I go and talk to a random black person that I meet, there's a good chance they might be from Nigeria or from England. We talked about this last time, I think. But yeah. it's like, isn't it? Isn't it silly if I just assume that he has the same experience or she has the same experience as someone who's like from America who grew up with like the actual like yeah. uh, history of slavery being passed down, whereas maybe someone from a foreign nation doesn't have the same experience, but then I'm like, I'm supposed to treat them as if maybe they might be like this other person just by virtue of their skin tone? Yeah. I'm not going to program myself to think like that. I refuse to program myself in a in a bad way. That's what I'm saying. Like every time I see like um, somebody, I don't I don't just assume anymore. Yeah. No. Like and also living in a like living in a bigger town, it, you you get more open minded to that. I feel like like that is such an important thing because yeah. like in my hometown, like you know, saying like we can see Mexicans and we're like, okay, he works construction, he uh, knows Spanish, he barely knows English, and guess what? He's probably from Mexico. But that, like, you know, so everybody in there would walk up to me and try to speak Spanish to me. And I'm not assuming, like, I'm like, look, dude, you're Chinese, bro. Like, I know I know in my head that you don't know Japanese or Chinese or whatever. 
Like, yeah. so I ain't gonna walk up to like, you know, an Asian person and be like, oh, chin chon chong. But like, you know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's, you're like, oh. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Oh, oh so this name. What kind of yeah. Uh, uh, and I'll be like, I'll be like Jet Li, Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan. They're like, yeah. what are you talking about, like Jackie Chan? Mm-hmm. You know, but like, they um, they they like, they assume that when they see me, you know what I'm saying? They and so like, but I hear hardly anybody's like walk up to me and start speaking Spanish to me first. Which yeah. is weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, which is weird. Like. They be like, Kumo Estrada. Yes. Uh, Kumo es Eric Estrada. Can you please sit down? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we're trying to tell you this, this. I don't know. I don't know Spanish. Imagine if someone came up to me and started trying to, like, speak Gaelic. Yeah. Or Old English. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck are you saying? It's Gaelic. And you're like, it's gay as shit. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. You know? It's gay something, but not a lick. Yeah. <laughs> or German. They start speaking German to me, and I punch them, and I'm like, Nazi. <laughs> I told a punch a Nazi. <laughs> punch a Nazi. <laughs> Isn't that the most, like, of the most toxic things from the last four years, punch a Nazi must have been the most toxic. Because I'm just like, who's picking Nazis here? Who knows how to pick a Nazi? Yeah, if how? Were, if you were Nazi Germany, would you know how to tell a Jew from a Nazi? Because I'm pretty sure the only thing that you would know is that they had a sticker stuck or they had a patch that they had to wear. Yeah. Because a lot of Germans were Jewish and they spoke German. I don't know how you would tell the difference unless you were just some sort of, I don't know, Nazi. Yeah. Or like it's that guy, like, there's a guy out here that lives out here. I think he's a Nazi because he's bald-headed. He's a big guy and he always walks German shepherds. See, you're probably wrong. He's probably nice. Probably a nice, sweet old he man. Probably like, is. He probably likes anal sex with himself. With a big old dildo. <laughs> you never know, but he's like a big, bald guy and he's always walking like four German shepherds, bro. And they're like, they're like German shepherds to me look like the, the, the racist dog of the year. Oh, yeah. Or, or, you know, the 60s and stuff that you see the German shepherds. But, they're actually but, really sweet dogs, but they do look racist. That's what I'm saying. They look very racist, but they're very sweet dogs. Here's one thing I'll never disagree. I'm a bigot. I can be a yeah. bigot. And sometimes yeah. I'm bigoted towards white people and dogs. Oh, oh yeah. Like, like I see, like, a like like it's fucked up, but I, I'll see, like, a, Do- a Doberman pincher, and I'm like, dude, that's a, that's a gangster dog right there. You know what I mean? Like, dude, my dog loves this. Every time she sees a Doberman, she just like fawns over them in a weird way. And I get upset like for a half second. I'm like, you shouldn't like that dog. That's a bad dog. And I'm like, what am I saying? What is going on? There's nothing wrong with Dobermans. Like, that I dog shouldn't go to school with you, man. That dog should never go to school with you. Yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? This is bizarre. My brain is just being bigoted. That's that's kind of how like you know it, it gets though man like like I saw I see them German shepherds and the first thing I thought was like oh racism sweet yeah. I got racism in my neighborhood but the guy waved he always does I'm like how you doing he's like oh I'm good man how you doing I'm like but that's a Nazi and that's where my head went to the first place because he was bald headed he was big white and he had German shepherds dude I swear to growing up pants. 
I swear, growing up, the thing that I was taught to hate the most were Nazis, uh, uh, KKK, and uh, neo Nazis with their shaved heads. Yeah. Like white people were the villains in my head for the longest time. It took me so long to have any other villains populate my mind. And I'm just like, it's so silly that people go around thinking that like, one, white people can't be racist against white people. Cause I'm like, oh, I was racist. I just didn't realize how racist, racist by the way, bigoted towards other white groups. Like I, yeah. I thought, I really thought Germany was a bad place. I thought Russia was a bad place. Um, but it's filled with great people, both of them. Yeah, like we're also great people. Even, even when Nazis were around, there were great people yeah. in Germany because they're still around. They became good people. There, there, there's just there's just a lot of like um like a lot of places. They're like um like in our history, we were focused on the bad from them, mm -hmm. what they did. You know, what I'm saying so that's why when we see that, we're like, what the hell? And even like I met a German person, and like she was really nice, and like. And I first, the, my first thought was like, what if she's, you know, what if she believes what the Nazis believed, you know, what I'm saying even though she mm -hmm. most likely doesn't, you know, mm -hmm. and she don't seem like she does, and you know, she seemed like a really nice person, and she's, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I've on my Facebook, wherever, but still, but then um, you just see some people, and you're like, hmm, you know, it's, it's because the way uh we were programmed to think, I think, you know, what I'm saying, hundred percent programmed too, like <laughs> it's so it's so weird to me how how many levels of like uh, awareness there become as you get older, if you actually try, you know? And you yeah. start seeing, you see the cracks in what everyone else is doing and what you've been doing. Like, if you're really good at this, you start seeing how stupid you used to be. I, I, dude, I cannot, I cannot express enough how much I used to hate white people. <laughs> I used to just, like how many friends, like I just abandoned because they said, and I, I think some of these people were legitimate racist in my past, and I'm not yeah. going to name names or nothing, but as my childhood, like anytime someone became slightly racist, I would just like disown everything about them and just like be like, I don't even want to associate them. And then I don't know, I don't think I even like, because it was when I was young and they'd come over to my house, and then my parents would be asking why they're not coming over, and I just, I don't like them anymore. I don't want to hang out with yeah. them. Like, oh, why aren't they coming over anymore? I'm like, mm -hmm. no reason. I just don't like them. And I'd be like, they're fucking racist, and I don't want to be around that. And oh, I, I, I just and, and, un racist. and unfortunately, I feel like I missed a chance to change their minds. Yeah, like I was a little piece of shit, and I could have maybe stopped someone from being racist. Who knows? I'm sure they're not racist now. Yeah. Little kids are stupid. Little kids do stupid things. But I was such a little. I hated people who broke rules. I was so against that shit. <laughs> I have um. Like I went on a date one time with a girl, and she was really like beautiful woman, but she was like one of them country hit girls, mm -hmm. and like I kind of liked that, so she was cool. And I went down, like you know, we went to Subway and stuff like that after we watched the movie, and like we saw one of my friends, he was black, and she said, mm -hmm. "Who's that? You know, who's that in word?" Yeah, there it is. That's the bad way of saying it. And I just looked at her, and I and I was done with her after that. Like I did not even want to sleep with her. Like, mm -hmm. I was just like, man, I don't know. I mean, I did, but still, like, <laughs> she called me a spick in the bedroom. She said, oh, you're my favorite spick. I was like, I don't know what that means, but, like, yeah. Like she'd say once again, once again, it's like you can tell it's not that they're – a lot of these people are not racist. They've just been taught to hate. 
Yeah, and that's what, and, what her thing was. And by not being racist, I, I mean that as a little bit of a, a jaunt. Yeah. Like, of course, there are racist people, but like sometimes that term's a little useless. This person's filled with hate, and she wants to hate somebody. Yeah, and that's what it was. And like, I, the person's a good person, you know what I'm saying? She She's a little bit older than me, but like, it was like, you know what I'm saying? I, after that, I just couldn't really like, you know, I just wanted to sleep with her. That was it. Like, I didn't want to be, I wanted to be in a relationship with her before that. And I was like, no, I definitely can't be in a relationship with someone like this. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have too many, I have too much of a diverse friend group. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if I got with like some Mexican girl and she hated white people and I've been with that situation before too, I didn't want to mess with her no more. That's what then you're definitely going to hate my mom. You're definitely going to hate my stepdad, which you're going to have to meet them. You're definitely going to hate all my, a lot of my friends, you know, like, so I couldn't do it. Most of those, I feel like most of those people aren't even serious when they say shit like that though. No, she's like, pretty, they don't even like, they don't think of how much that encompasses. Yeah. What? Oh, I'm pretty sure both of them girls were sure. serious <laughs> and they would have hated each other. Maybe. Maybe into a three-way. Maybe. Uh, see, the, the, this is something also that's kind of related. The yeah. opposite the opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference. Yeah. These people that hate groups so much, it's not like it's the opposite of love. They they want to love them, and they, they're confused about why they still are attracted to this group. You don't sit around thinking about a group that you're – I'm indifferent to a lot of things. Honestly, I don't think about North Korea a lot because I'm a little indifferent to it. Uh, I can't help them. I can't do anything about North Korea. So I have to be indifferent to it, yeah. which, is, which is worse than if I hated North Korea and their politics, I'd be out there like petitioning and trying to change things. And that's probably a bad reflection on myself, but just trying to think of things that I'm like indifferent to. I'm indifferent to a lot of stuff and it's worse than me hating it. If I hate something, I spend a lot of time on it. Yeah, I don't think I hate much things, you know. So I, like, but I'm, I'm I'm indifferent to like a lot of this crappy music and like you know and stuff that's going on. But I'm not gonna sit here and like I'm not gonna go out of my way to let everybody know. Because you, you know can tell once you start hating it, it's almost like a form of love. Yeah, and it's bizarre. I don't know exactly how to describe it, but it's not it's not the same as being indifferent. And if you were really if you really didn't like uh, a lot of these groups, you wouldn't do anything to them. You would just yeah. move on. You would find a way to get a- around it. Like I got a lot of people that hate the Dallas Cowboys, my football team. A lot of people I know hate them. They, they want to do this Cowboys games. They will watch games. They would like you know look online. They will search Dallas Cowboys. They will do anything they can just to see one bad thing about them. So they watch the games. They'll find a mistake. So they get more viewers and they get paid more. It's attention. Yeah. Like if you're giving all your attention away to somebody, you don't really hate it. Like this. Like, like, this is one of those weird things where this is a tough topic to discuss, but so many of these people who end up like hurting other people either want to be them or are them. Like with, say, in the case of a lot of closeted homosexual people. Yeah. Like how many of them are actually the ones that perpetrate violence against other homosexuals? It's a large, like that. Remember the Pulse shooting? The the Pulse nightclub back in like 2000. 15, 16 ish, want to say, whereas like he he was he was claiming to be an Islamic terrorist, but at the end of it, it turns out that he was homosexual and and didn't know how to deal with being homosexual. Yeah, and he went and shot up a homosexual nightclub because he didn't know how to deal with that, partially because of his religion, partially probably just because he was mad at his boyfriend or something, 
but you know, uh, he hated them in part because he loved them. Yeah. It's so weird and it's so hard to describe and maybe I'm wrong about some of this, but I feel like that intolerance comes from a friction of thinking about it too much. I don't, I really, I love uh, homosexual people, specific people, but as a group, I really don't think about it. I don't think about their effects on society. I don't think about what they're doing. I'm fairly indifferent to the to the desires of a group of, of homosexuals. I'm fairly indifferent to the to the desires of religious people until it encroaches upon me. You know what I mean? I don't care if you practice your religion. Yeah. So long as you prevent like getting my business. Yeah, that's how I am. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the only reason why I be like I, I talk I do talk a lot of shit about like Jehovah Witnesses and stuff like that. And the reason why you should. You should. They, they they knock on my door, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've, I've had times where I'm just like trying to mind my own business. Like, look, do your thing over there. You know what I'm saying? Do your thing over there. That's cool. But just mm-hmm. don't come to me and try to get me to join you because I'm trying to play video games. I'm trying to masturbate. I'm trying to fucking get drunk. I'm not trying to freaking like, you know, listen to like, you know, how you think that Jesus is coming back and blah, blah, blah. And, and this guy is so cool and this other guy is like what's up bro and then all of a sudden a virgin gets fucking pregnant i'm not trying to hear about it dude i'm not trying to hear about none of that i'm just trying to hear about whatever i'm trying to do at the moment things that matter to your life yeah like in that religion and that all that stuff that they like to do they don't whatever they do it matters to their life keep it over there in their life don't bring it in my life like you know I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't care what's going on. You know what people, how what people do. I don't care if a guy wants to fucking cut his dick off and shove it up his ass and fucking wear a dress. I don't care. Yeah. Like you know. Sure. And you should be allowed to do it. Yeah, it's your dick. Fuck it. Shove it up your ass. And have a good time. Stroke that motherfucker too while you're at it. Yep. Now, now, you know it, it's um, it's tricky when it starts becoming like compelled speech stuff though right yeah when they start like hey you can't say this or you have to say this or and you're like why why are we doing this why are we playing this game like i don't want to make anybody refer to me in any special way yeah this is where i get to like the uh the pronouns and stuff because i'm just like i care less about the pronouns you use I do care a little more about the pejorative you use for me. Yeah. How are you talking shit about me? Yeah. I don't care if you call me a he or a she or an it. You know, if you have a preference for that, that's fine. And you can make the request and it can be denied or, or uh, listened to. You can't, you shouldn't be able to throw me in jail for getting it wrong. You shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't be able to ban me from being on social media for it. That's another thing. I'm fucking terrified at work when I see like a a guy dressed up as a woman. I don't want to say ma'am or sir because I don't I don't know how to like um I don't know how he's gonna feel about it. I don't know how it's gonna explode in my face. Uh-huh. Like I don't know if you understand that, but like no, I do. Um, see, I'm a little bit weird because I guess I've been sensitive, as I said, like being misgendered as a kid. Like I'm a little, I guess, sensitive to it. So I've always yeah. been uh, a little. Uh, more inclined to not bring up people's genders directly hey how are you doing i'll just say hey how are you doing that's what i'll use you i'm a little japanese like that i learned japanese in college so Mm -hmm. japanese 
they don't have uh, gendered clauses in the same way. They have Boku and Watashiwa, but even that's a little smashed. So they just refer to people with their names or just directly. So, yeah. hey, how are you? How are y'all doing? I, I think those are perfectly fine. But I'm, if someone gets mad at me for accident, like sometimes it still slips and I'll say, hey, sir, hey, ma'am. Like when I used to be on the phones too, you'd say it and you'd, you could hear a woman's voice and still say dude or man or sir. Dude's also a little non-gender, but yeah. Uh, no, I feel you on it. And, and I don't, I don't think you should feel bad for getting it wrong. Like I said, the lady, I at, like, not, I've never been mad at the lady at Walmart who got me wrong and called me a little girl. See that, that that's one thing I'm, I'm always worried about. I'm always, cause like, you know how everybody is nowadays. Like you're not, you're not being sensitive cause he wants to be a woman. See, but I've been made, I've been made fun of by people who call me a girl to make me feel bad. And it, yeah. feels, it feels different than when someone accidentally says it to me. Yeah. Now, everyone has their own sensitivity, but if you accidentally say You're recording now? Bam. Oh, you're back. Yeah, man. Like, I started no, no, recording. Did it froze up on us? Uno, uno momento, por favor. Is that Spanish? <laughs> you look like, uh, like you know what's funny? The light shining over there. Like, still moving? Like it just has you as a white outline, kind of. And you're like, you know, it's imprinted and stuff like that. So you look like a ghost. Yeah, this light is shining through. Really yeah. bringing the white out of me. It's this, It's that time of the day, too. Because that's what you, it does it like this time at work. All the time. Someone just sent me 21 photos. 21 photos? Yeah. He always sends me random stuff. Who? Oh, my buddy. Already? No, nah, somebody. I was going to say, already on to nothing. Did yeah. you see his Instagram where he's at, like, uh, the hotel with the, uh, uh, he's got the stuff from Mr. Worldwide? Really? Pitbull. Pitbull branded it. Pitbull branded hair. Hair. No, uh, it might be my internet. I can't get Google Maps to load up. So, all the ready met uh, Mr. Worldwide or no? No, 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 no. He uh, he got a hotel and uh, they had shampoo that was Pitbull branded shampoo. <laughs> okay. Are you getting more Skittles? Oh, I eat one more. Nice. I was making feel, bro. They're good. Um, they're pretty good. good. Like the first night I got them, I, I took like um, I took like like four of them is like taking one like edible cookie. Like nice. it's like a, it's like a hundred um four of them is like a hundred um, hundred milligrams or something like that, or something like that, and so. Or something like that. Like our forum was eighty, and then like five is a hundred. I, I took five the first night. How was that? And it was a ride. Because nice. I ended up smoking with some younger people, and like I ain't gonna say their ages or who they are, but like they were rolling. I had them rolling laughing because I just everything I was saying, you know, I wouldn't stand up comedian mode. Nice. That, that's what I do most of the time. I'll just sit there and just start fucking ranting off about something. And before I know it, like, you know, I was talking about how my dog was a uh, special needs and lesbian. And 
for some reason that was a topic that I should have brought up. These Zoomers didn't have a clue what you're talking about. They were like, oh my God, can you say that? <laughs> and I'm going, these, these little kids are like, like, or not, not little kids, they're like, you know, younger than me. And they were just like, yeah. like, you know, like their whole, their whole faces were just like amazed at first. And they started laughing so hard. They're like, you had a, you had a special needs lesbian dog. And they were laughing so hard. Like, and the boy almost like, he was sitting there, he almost fell over and like, it was just funny. I just, I just would not shut up, and I went like, um, I just went in like comedy mode because like right. I've been, I've been holding in a lot lately, you know. So like, it was just good to release and go in comedy mode and just like make jokes about everything from like people that don't know how to read a card reading machine to a, to a gay slow dog, you know. So like, um, and that that was my subjects for the night, and they enjoyed. It. I said, I wish I would put this on the podcast. Because I was not, I was going off, and like I really wish I brought my equipment, because I did want to interview uh, my new uncle, but I knew he probably wouldn't be down with it. Mm-hmm. My, new, my new uncle is uh, nine years younger than me. Oh, but he's cool as fuck, and it's like we, you know, what I'm saying like because I, I'm so immature, I'm like I'm like a 24 year old, or yeah, I think he's 24, 25, or 26, something like that. I'm like a guy in his 20s. That's how immature I am. So like, and guy, people in their 20s relate to me, and he's he. He was cool as fuck. Like, I'm. That was the best part of the night. I got to hang out with them, you know. That's dope. And I went over there, and then my um, like my aunt was at like my aunt was at this place, and but this was before I smoked with the young people. <laughs> they were there, and they were they were cracking. Up. Everybody was just cracking up. I went off on that too, like. They're like, damn, Derek. I was like, I need to get on stage, bro. <laughs> yep. That's that's that crowd work I'm talking about. Like, it's yeah. stuff you, you can't necessarily write down, but as you feel the crowd out, you kind of see what you can say. Yep. And you kind of push the button a little bit. Like, that's the thing, right? Like, the offensive comedy that people hate is often the thing that, like, it's not, it's not that these are, like, truths that you're speaking. It's like you're saying something that the crowd has been wanting to just like hear expressed, even if it's wrong, yeah. so they can know how wrong it is. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. A safe a safe way of hearing a dangerous topic and not taking it too serious. And a lot of people really want to hear that. And that's what stand-up is great for and why stand-up is important. But why stand-up is also different from like some of these other forms of comedy because crowd work only happens in a crowd. It's what you do when you're around your family. But you just yeah. treat the crowd in the audience as if they're your family. And you'll pick them out and you'll make fun of their clothes. Like, one of my favorite things is I went to, like, uh, the Ha Ha Room or whatever the fuck in L.A. And this comedian started just clowning on me for my uh, my beanie. He was, like, calling me Waldo and all this stuff. And I was just, I was cracking up. And oh, then, like, no. no, I was enjoying it. And, like, he said something, like, sorry for making fun of you so much. But, like, keep it going, man. And then, like, I was on my phone. He was like, what are you doing on your fucking phone? And I was like, dude, I'm adding you on Instagram. He was like, oh, okay. No, that's cool. Because he had said his Instagram. I was like, no, nah, dude, I'm just putting you on Instagram. He's like, oh, well, fuck you. <laughs> like, okay. This is part of the fun. Like, this is, I came here to be a part of the group, but I didn't just come here. Like, yeah. I don't go to stand-up. Sometimes there's nothing wrong with going to stand-up and just hearing someone else. Like, the, the, inter- the interaction is a part of it. Like, uh, 
watching stand up on a video is different than going live. You know, yeah. it's a completely different. The the recorded sessions are different from the live experience. Yeah, you go there live as they're working on their material, and then the stuff they record is the stuff they perfected. <laughs> and it's not always the same as what they work on. You know, yeah. like a lot of a lot of people don't include their crowd work. Although some people have started to, like Andrew Schultz has been uh, pumping out a lot of his crowd work stuff. So if you, you haven't been watching his YouTube, you should. Which, what, what, what was that, uh, Schultz uh, Saves America? On Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. I want to. Oh, you haven't? Oh, dude, you need to. I think there's a lot of things in there that you would really like. like oh, I love Schultz. And like a lot of things, he just goes off, bro. I haven't finished it yet. I have like yeah. one more little small episode. I just haven't. I don't. I just can't. Really, I don't really sit and watch Netflix. Yeah. As much as I, I used to. So, but like. Same here. It's like, dude, it was great. Mm-hmm. Like, I might, I might watch it tonight, honestly. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things, and I've been watching him on the podcast talking about it. So, yeah, uh, like on my drive here, that was when I when I went um, when I was like silent for there there for a while, like right yeah. before that, I was watching him and I was listening to him and Rogan, and that was helping me get through that drive, just listening to them chat and like all the topics they talk about or things we're talking about now. And like yeah. some of the things we've said probably sound derivative from them because, you know, as much as I say, I don't, I'm not into leaders. There are definitely, there are de facto thought leaders that I follow. Yeah. You can't help it, but they're saying things that I feel like we scrape at. Like when you were saying, Oh, you were giving me the compliment that I was saying something that you had thought about, but I'm saying it in a way you hadn't uh, yeah. put together the words for it's like, well, in part, I'm hearing other people saying what we are all thinking in mm-hmm. in a more nuanced and better way, and I'm just regurgitating and reformulating what they're saying as well. So, like, yeah. I'm not I'm not into the cult of authenticity. So, my thoughts are not my own. My thoughts are an al- amalgamation of talking to you already, listening to other people. So, exactly. like, I am not just on my own making things up, <laughs> and I wouldn't I know wouldn't want to be. Why would I want to be? I'm a node in a network. I'm a vector of information. Exactly. And um, exactly, man. We're going to have to close the recording part of this at least. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. I'm, I need to go to the bathroom. Same. But uh, anyway, man, like, you know, so I, it, was, it was good sitting with you on this Sunday. I'm probably Dude, thanks. Sorry if I ran it. I feel like I ran it too much, but. No, man, that's what it's here for. Like, that's what I, that's what I try to like when I get people on the Zoom podcast. On the Zoom version of this, I like for people to rant. I like for people to say whatever they want to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, just have a good time. Like, when I have anybody on the podcast. So, like, you know. It's really easy to forget that this might be heard by other people. And I'm like, shit, what did I say? Yeah. Well, I always skim through it. If you, like, say something that I feel like will hurt you, I take it out. Like, you know. I don't think think we said anything. We really didn't. We really didn't. It all came from a place of love. So, anybody that's upset, that's their problem. Exactly. So, you know, say, you know who it is, your boy Derek. Uh, find me on, what are they going to find me on? Twitter, King Diesel 007. Uh, and of course, the new Facebook page, Rivera Productions, and the new YouTube, Rivera Productions. And anything else, anything you want to add in, bro? Like, you know, like. I'm Chuck Eater Tall. You can find me right here every few Sundays. And that's <laughs> the only place you're going to find me. If you're looking for me, only look here. Don't look anywhere else. You can't find me. I don't exist anywhere else, but here. Hell, it's just, he really doesn't. It, it's um, only here. 
<laughs> no, like what else? Like, oh yeah, um, oh yeah, hey, we exist here and also on Anchor. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, Anchor. Dude, I want to do uh, go download Stereo app. I want to do a Stereo app, and uh, we can talk about this after you hit stop record. But uh, yeah, if anybody's watching this, I'm glad y'all listen. Hopefully, we're not too crazy. If you yeah. disagree with us, please let us know. I think we're both pretty open to changing our minds on shit. I could be wrong on a lot of things. So if I say something stupid, don't go cancel me. How about trying to change my mind? It's not that hard. I change my mind all the fucking time. All the time. Same Constantly here. fluctuating. Every like day. I said, I used to hate white people. Now I learn to love them. <laughs> They're just people. <laughs> Hell yeah, we out there. We out there. Right. This shit. So that was our show. That was our show, man. Hope hope you guys really enjoyed it. Chucky Dartals, you know what I'm saying, took time out of his valuable day um, to just, you know what I'm saying, just to holler at us, you know what I'm saying, just to see how it's going on the Morning Beer podcast. Hopefully he, uh, I didn't get, you know what I'm saying, him in too much trouble. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if we did anything to get each other in trouble. It's been days since we recorded that. But um, so anyway, today's Wednesday, the the 30th, you know, saying two more days we'll be in 2021, man. I know I've been saying it. So, guys, remember, well, if your yard's looking like shit, call my boy Marcus at Cutting Up 254. His number is 254-226-9504. He mows, he weedies, he edges, he lawn, leaf blows, everything. You know what I'm saying? Of course, the email is cuttingup254 at gmail.com. Um... You know what I'm saying? Yard maintenance is very important, guys, especially to us men. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you just, you know, so you're out here in clean text. Maybe you're in the military. Maybe you're just, maybe you're just always busy at work. You don't have the time just to stop and do it. So that's why you set up an appointment with my boy Marcus at 254-226-9504. And ladies and dudes that need to do something nice for the ladies because you know you done fucked up over Christmas. Got my girl Brandy at 830-220-2459. And her number is Pureforia for you. You know what I'm saying? That's the Facebook page. It's spelled P-R-E-U-P-H-O-R-I-U or I-A, the number four in the letter U. So they have creams, lubricants, beauty, bath, uh, bath and body works, I'm pretty sure, sex, toys, lingerie, and much more, guys. Um, like I said, that's the podcast is brought to you part by Marcus and Brandy. It is also Brought to you part by my Twitter. This is KingDiesel007. Holler at me on Twitter if you want to hear some on the podcast or if you want to be on a Zoom podcast with me. Let me know. Like you don't say, I'm, I'm open to options right now. I have people. I have. I got. I got quite a few people lined up for this next um, coming week. But what well, do I got? I got one person lined up this week. But I. But you know, I'll, I. I like to sound important. You know. So guys, remember. Morning Beer Podcast, we're out, man. We always say, I'm here for you guys, you know what I'm saying? I know the, uh, last week I didn't come through. Last week I was, you know, but I was busy with the holiday bullshit. I, my work schedule's been all fucked up, you know what I'm saying? People gotta, people don't want to come to work no more. So you know how it is. So y'all have a great fucking day. Um, enjoy yourself and love you guys. Peace. <laughs>